uh, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jared Waters. Uh, this is the podcast, One Man, One Tree in a Hill. It's about being alone with your own thoughts. And I have a special guest today. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is my dear friend, Tom. Hey, what's up, guys? What's going on? Tom, how's life? Good to see you, sir. Good to see you, my brother. Always good to see you. Me and uh, Tom, man, it's been like two years. Like two years ago? Yeah. Two years ago. And uh, Tom's story is amazing. How he's come now. Now he's a... Uh, if you if you if you hear his testimony, you guys are going to hear it now. But the way Tom is now, he's uh, definitely a leader. Uh, I would say a leader amongst men. Uh, we go to the same church, and he's active inside the community, always bringing people to this higher level of Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to add some applause. This is Tom. Oh man, thank you, thank you. How are you, sir? You good? I'm good, brother. I'm good, man. I I just want to say, man, this is just uh, amazing to be here with you. Um, you know, we talked about just two years ago, like we met, but I tell you, so it's really like right now, it's so clear. Um, maybe I could just go back to our trip to Poconos when we did the men's uh, uh, retreat. Um, Before we go to the Poconos, yeah. let's let's go back to where it all started. All right. Where are you from? Oh, man, I'm from Harlem, Spanish Harlem. That's where I'm from. East side. So, so you literally saw New York City change. Oh yeah, I seen the change. I seen that go from where we were in the '80s, you know, on the sidewalk with beach chairs, <laughs> selling crack, <laughs> 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 to where we were stopping frisk and we was all getting thrown up against the wall and everything, man. So yeah, I, I saw that. And now where it's like, um, butter scones and. Yeah, you know, everyone is, is, is a lot of coffee shops, people jogging, you know. People jogging safely. Yeah, safely. <laughs> you ain't running from cars. That's how we got our exercise and running from cars. <laughs> he runs a four five hundred. Oh man, we had a lot of athletes back then, I tell you. Um, what uh let's 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 go even before that. Uh your upbringing, what type of household did you come from? Two parent household? What was it like when you were growing up? Were you the oldest, youngest child? Um, so I have uh, three brothers, two older and one younger one who's a year younger than me. Um, two sisters that I actually don't even know. Um, they came around a couple of times and uh, definitely lost contact. So um, I grew up uh, mother and father. Um, and I would say my mom's passed away when I was about nine. And my dad passed away when I was 16. But predominantly my uh, my parents, you know, like we're all the parents back in the, back in those days. They were all um, came from Puerto Rico, um, you know, got into the drugs and everything else. So both my parents are hooked on um, heroin. Since you were a child, do you have like vivid memories of that? or? I mean, so it was like. My dad was was the one that actually took care of us, and um, from like my first memories, was just him being around, um, taking care of us, doing what he has to do as a man. Um, I know the stories is that he, um, soon as uh, we were born, um, because myself and my younger brother are his kids. Um, as soon as I was born, he stopped the drugs, actually stopped smoking, stopped everything. Um, to take care of us. My mom's on the other hand, she was she kept the party going. So she was just still um doing all that stuff. Um 
were all of you guys in the same house? Yeah, we were so all in mom, the same dad, house. And your two brothers. Yeah, three so guys. three brothers. We were all in the same house. Um, and then, uh, How many old, rooms was it? Small, small place in Harlem, East <clears throat> Harlem. Um, so we, 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 from my earliest memory, we were actually downtown on 68th and Amsterdam in the projects. Um, and then we moved to Spanish Hall and I guess I was around, I was young, I don't know, probably five or something like that. And, uh, we were in, uh, one, one bedroom, maybe one and a half bedroom. I don't even know what Six they call people? it. Six people? Yeah, yeah. We were, we were, we were in there. So... Me and my younger brother slept in the living room in like some makeshift bunk beds. My older brothers slept in the bedroom, and then my my dad and my mom slept in like this half room. Um, yeah, and that's how we that's how we were moving. It was good though, you know. We a lot were, of memories, a lot of laughs. <clears throat> a lot of memories, a lot of laughs. Um, but also you know those bad memories because you know you have you know a mother that's that's hooked on drugs and. She was, uh, um, you know, she was in and out, you know, but. Could she hide it from you guys or like you guys, you knew like at a young age that something I mean, was up? I she mean, was, she was dipping out for days, bro. Uh-huh. So she would just definitely like be there one minute, next minute she'd be gone. And then um, like I really realized um, one time and how, you know, how my dad is, um, what was. And understanding what it means about grace, because I think about it now. So my mom used to disappear for days, and my dad used to just let her in when she would come, and just be like, "I'm glad you're home," and you know, go take a shower and go get some rest. And um, you know that thinking about that now, it's just like understanding like where my journey was at and how I ended up, you know, where I'm at now. But yeah, that grace he showed up was. Was not no man doing that. I'll tell you right now. Yeah. You know. Um. But yeah, I didn't know that. And um. Yeah. So around nine, she uh. She died. She had uh. She contacted HIV, and uh. Yeah, that was. That was tough. Who um, explained it to you guys? Or just yeah, my dad and my uh, and and and. Well. That's a young age to be like nine to have that type of news. Yeah, I mean, we were we were already, you know, in in not in the street like that, but we were out there. You know, we was hanging out like not you know in the parks, and you know, we had our friends and everything else. So my dad was still, you know, he was around, but you know, after school, we were just be in the park, just running around and everything else. And he actually came, um, and like went and grabbed me. And started talking to me about it and just like and I remember this like he was just like you know your mom is just you know she wasn't you know she wasn't feeling well and she you know she passed away and I started running down the block um just because I was you know I didn't even like understand it really you know it's just like man you know she was she was good because and just so you know like after the um the last maybe couple of years of her like you know, doing all the drugs and all that stuff, she started cleaning herself up, and she was, like, she was on point, you know? She was, like, number one L- Avon salesman in, okay. in Harlem. Like, she was doing a thing. She was, like, president of the PTA in the school. Like, so she wasn't all the way through, you know? We just, early on, she was just wilding with the drugs and everything else, but after, she cleaned herself up, and you know? But, um, but so that's... Like eight to nine, so, like, when you're, like, nine, yeah, she was very... She yeah, was she was good. Yeah, yeah, she was good. She was around. She was, you know... She was solid. She was, you know, she was doing the mother thing, and 
you know, and um, yeah, so we all we all were like um, tight knit family from there. But what was those memories like when she when she got sober? Man, it was good, man. Christmas was good. You know, we were just opening up gifts. I remember we had some. What was that? Um, Yo-yos. Nah, man. We talking about what was the first laser tag? You remember those things? It was not even a laser tag. It was like before that. It was like some big photon gun or whatever. So we were all like excited about opening these big boxes, putting on these packs, shooting each other. <laughs> you know? Shooting each other. <laughs> yeah. Shoot yeah. Turn off the lights. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was that was it back then, man. We was just you know we don't even think. Do we have? We ain't have no cable or none of that. My dad did get like a fixed box back then. And everybody just hook it up. And so it wasn't even that. We would get like some dude. I don't know how he did it, but <laughs> he would take like the cable, not the cable wire, actual wire, and like connect it to like your VCR receiver, and then you'd be able to turn the channels. Yeah, it was wild. You didn't even need a box. Everybody's just sitting. Yeah. Come over here. We got, <laughs> we got the fight on. Nah, we kept that quiet, bro. We, <laughs> like we ain't, we ain't getting in trouble. We keeping that that's family right here. Nah, it was, it was, so it was, it was, it was good. And, you know, we just, everyone there and, you know, mom's is good and all that. Pops is just, you know, working, doing what he's doing. She passed. That was, that was tough, you know. And um, I think that's when it's sort of like really starting to go into like what the hood does, man. Sucks you in, you know. Did, did anybody at school like reach out to you or anything else? Or was it just like that you didn't have those type of teachers when you were young? Nah, not teachers, but, you know, a lot of uh, um, parents that, you know, we all grew up in. And then there was an after school program called Upper Fund, which is, you know, dope, man. That's where um, I spent most of my time, my, my youth at, just being there. You know, had a lot of men um, that was around, you know, being the crap out of us, but giving us the, that mentorship, you know trying to keep us right um you know there was a woman there that was always around just trying to you know take care of all of us it was that real like um it takes a village and that's what it was you know um so it was it was good we we did that you know watched 86 Mets World Series 88 you know what I'm saying like I remember those times we're all in the school and and you know just spending time with, with everyone and you know it was real cool man it was real good to to be in that atmosphere but at a certain point you know them streets, bro. They call you. What's before? Before they called you. What about your brothers? Are your brother? Are you guys from that family where you guys all have to stay together, or you guys all did your own thing? Um. Or were you like the the yeah. youngest one, but like leading the siblings? Um. So from from my older brothers. Um. Or what's t- he like? My oldest brothers. Um. You know, he's 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 a dude. You know. And grew up in the streets and all that stuff, and uh, you know didn't have no education, got like a fifth grade education or whatever. But always good with his hands, you know, just making things and doing all that stuff. You know, he was actually one of those uh, uh, steady rock dudes coming out, mm-hmm. the cardboard, you know, break and all that stuff. Like that's his, that was his thing. Yeah, yeah. But um, you know, he he had left um and then like moved downtown. Les started saying with um that time my grandfather was down there my mother's father so he was down there and um my second oldest brother he went to the navy um probably one of the smartest dudes i know like this dude i mean he would sit listen to sports radio and like write down like the stats from everything and just like keep like it was just wild like how his mind was working in there 
Um, so he was he wasn't like in the street or anything. He was just he was just an uh, introvert, just kept to himself. Um, did you miss them when they left the house? Like, could you tell? Like, did you feel like? like Not really. I mean, it wasn't even like that because it was like, yo, I got a room. <laughs> I'm like, yo, they bounce. I'm good. <laughs> I'm like, I got my little brother, you know, sleeping in the same bed with me practically. I'm like, yo, I'm out, man. I'm going to the room. I'm like, these dudes are gone. They're gone. Yeah. I mean, they're like 10 years, 10, 10 and 15 years older than me. So it was, you know, that age difference. So we, you know, we rocked. We, we had some good times and all that, but they were just older. It wasn't like, you know, um, you know, they were around, you know, they hung out for, you know, with us for a little bit, but. You know, they were trying to do their own thing. So when they left, I was like, yo, I'm good. So when you were in your adolescence, you are pretty much like a only child a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, I would say um, definitely, uh, you know, with my little brother who's a year younger than me, uh-huh. um, uh, definitely uh, it was just me and, you know, me trying to, you know, older brother him, you know. And, uh, you know, sometimes those days worked. Sometimes it didn't. You know, sometimes, you know, we fought. We fought all the time. But um, it was one of those things, like, we would fight each other in the park, wherever we at. But so if somebody then, come at him, then it's game yo, over. it's over. We like, yo, we really turn nice. at Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yo, let's go. We got him. The <laughs> whole know? squad turns around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how it was. But, um, yeah, man, those days, wow. I don't believe them. Just. It's like all coming back right now. It's crazy. So your neighborhood, so your neighborhood, like everyone on your block knew you guys. So yeah. Everybody knew each other. Yeah, I man. So I grew up on in Spanish Harlem, but on the on a on Pleasant Avenue, where it's like so Spanish Harlem was split between Italians, and then it went into like more Spanish Puerto Ricans, and then you know blacks on the other side and everything else. Um, so I grew up with Italians. But the Italian part, you know, I was, like, young dealing with that. Like, just, like, legit, like, dudes, like, yo, Tommy, go get me some coffee. Like, like that. Like, these Don't dudes on the social. Yeah, yeah, it was, like, legit like that. Um, So I grew up with those dudes for a little bit um, until, you know. Did you all stay in your own side, like our Spanish days over here? Oh, yeah, yeah, stuff? yeah. It was definitely like Why that. do you think it was like that? It was just, like, in general, just, like. I mean, it was. It, it's, it's You knew a, not to go over there, or. I mean, it's like um, everyone stay in their tribe, man. You know, I mean, race is a big thing, man. You know, and and people stay in their circles and where they comfortable at. You know, and then you you'll find like in between those um, those groups, there's be a few people that'll be able to walk in mix and mix into those. You know what I'm saying? And those those type of dudes, you know, they they come. Um, there's a certain way that you that you move like that, you know, with with respect, you know, with your word, you know, um, and 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 being real about it, you know, and not just be on the street like you know doing dumb stuff and all that, you know. So, like for myself, I was able to move around in a lot of circles because, you know, I was I I grew up pretty fast, so I wasn't trying to be on no kid stuff, you know. I'm like, yo, this is what I'm trying to do is get money, you know. What age? What age were you like? All right, we gotta get money. What was the age where you? Man, like, the first, man, my first hustle job was a lookout, and I was like ten. Ten. Or on so the corner. As soon as my mom's passed, that was it. My dad was out working, so he didn't really have time to like make sure, 
like what we were doing. So he would wake up in the morning, wake us up, yo, school, and then bounce because you had to go to work. And we were like, yeah, 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 yeah. Psh. No, straight nose. Go right back to sleep. <laughs> Make it, man, I don't even know. I mean, yeah, we was just. They never called the house? They would call. They would send these these cards or whatever, just man. We would just up. rip them up or whatever. <laughs> and, you know, we would go. And, I mean, I started, like, I made sure, like, my brother would go. And then I would just go. I'll probably go, like, for half a day and then bounce. So this yeah. seems like enough lunch and then bounce. Oh, man. I mean, I would say seventh, eighth grade, I was going a lot. By ninth grade, it was a wrap. High school, I mean, I don't even know how even. Well, I didn't make it out of high school, so that's another part of it. But were the kids in your neighborhood go to the same school? Were you yeah, guys? yeah, yeah. Everyone is like around in the same schools. So I went to like three different local schools because I got kicked out of the first two. Why? For what did you kick out of the first one for? First one, was I it at the age of ten. Um, no, nah, I think I was probably like 13, 14. Now it's ninth grade, so I got kicked out. I'm just fighting. That's what it was. Um, yeah, I got kicked out of fighting for fighting. Hot temper, hot temper. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, man, you couldn't even look at me the wrong it way. It was over. On site. Yeah, yeah, on site. Like, let's go. And then on top of that, it didn't help that me and me and my boys, we thought we was like karate experts, so we wanted to <laughs> we would go downtown to forty deuce, watch some two karate flicks for <laughs> for free, come out, grab some um, ninja stars and all that, walking up the block. Yo, wait, wait, Yo. With ninja stars. Yo. <laughs> you know back then in the deuce deuce, they used to sell the ninja they, stars they and all yeah. that. Yeah, we was on that, man. We was on and that. Ninja stars. Word. Those things are hard to throw too. Yeah, no, nah, we was we was on it, man. We was in the back throwing them things. Man, we had the what was those blades? The uh, the, the nunchucks, right? Nah, the nun, we ain't mess with that. The switch blades, the ones, the butterfly knives. Oh, when you get flipped. Oh, bro, I was doing that like in class. Yo, pulling out the butterfly knife, like <laughs> yo, that was wild. He's just like, yo, but yeah, the fighting thing was real, man, because it was just it was so many different clicks back then, and you know, and then you know, you just wanted to be that dude, you know what I'm saying, to be walking around, and you know, some some dudes needed to you know get a punch in the face. Were you were you were you angry after nine? Do you think you're angry because of your mother and you never could express it to anybody? Like, did you ever have a person you could talk to, or you like kept that in with you? See, that's the thing, man. I'm definitely mad about you know situation what happened my mom's and everything else. Um, and I think that wh- I know what happened is, and I was actually thinking about this um, a couple of weeks ago. Like, if you are in a place where you're angry and you don't have someone to actually um, vent that out to and be able to talk through those um, emotions, um, you're going to hold them in. But if you do have someone to talk to those emotions, that person that's actually listening has to be able to give you positive feedback. Gotcha. And not be like, yo, nah, I feel you, but yo, let's go do this. And for me, I had a bunch of, you know, older dudes than me but they weren't positive okay you know like they like yo you mad word yo you see that dude go go smack oh, him oh, you know take, like take that your, yeah take yeah your, take your frustration so, out yeah of so that's how it was it wasn't like some positive feedback like nah bro let's talk about hug. this you yeah it. you know this is what we need to do let's just let's really talk about why you're upset right now you know just take your time and and, and let's focus on it and then let that go 
it wasn't like that. It was it was it was used like a um what they said you know you put the battery on your back mm-hmm. you know let's charge this kid up. You know and what I'm saying? all males too. It's all males, oh, all man. male house. So no one. Yeah, it wasn't. You know, my dad wasn't around. Wasn't around because he was working. You know, God bless him because he he did what he had to do for the family. You know, but it was me and my younger brother. And my younger brother was still into little kid stuff. And I was because I was the only other person. I was trying to be that. You know, the the father figure and everything else. But I didn't know how to do that. So you and raised him. Yeah, 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 Pretty yeah. Much. We we you know we I took <clears> care of him. You know. And, um, but that was the thing. So that's that's how it starts, right? So you get into this place where, you you know, <clears throat> someone, you know, your father, or your mother not around, and then you're like, all right, so I need to step up and take care of things. But then you don't have someone to help you through those things. Mm-hmm. So what I did was do the things that I saw and knew. So go on a block and hustle, right? Go on a block and hustle. And then how do I deal with these type of emotions? Or you know, so I'm not gonna let anyone front on me. I'm gonna just you know. If I got to get into it, I'm going to get into it. And, you know, I'm going to be proud about that. You know okay. what I'm saying? So that was the things of just, like, not understanding, like, had not having someone there to actually talk to you those, and talk through those things and everything else, you know? And my dad used to be like, yo, you, you just got to chill. You can't be doing that. But at that point, I was already too far, you know what I'm saying? I was, I mean, I'm making crazy money. Were you, before you start making the crazy money, so 10, your first lookout job? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was wild. Did they just know you? They just knew, like, oh, Tom's good? Yeah, we what was, was your knew. nickname? Did they give you a nickname? Or cause oh, after a while, my nickname was Tommy Guns. Tommy Guns. Yeah, that, that was later on, but that was that was just what it meant. <laughs> you don't got to say it. <laughs> <laughs> we know it's yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what smart audience. Yeah. Um, so you look out. Yeah. What look. was, like, do you remember your emotions at the time? Were you, like, anxious? Do you remember just, like, that's nah, what I gotta do. I was good. I already knew. I knew how cops was rolling through. I knew how they were doing the undercover stuff. I mean, I was I was actually really good. At, at ten. A, yo, lookout was real. I was good. At ten. Everybody was like, yo, 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 get 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 a little man with us. Okay. He good. Cause I'm I'm spying them from deep. But how did you know though? You just in your neighborhood. You just always yeah, walk around I mean, and just Yeah, I just I just knew and just, you know, I was always, you know aware. I mean, you had to be anyway just to make sure that, you know, whatever's around and you you know around you, you gotta be aware of like what's happening. Like you can't be in a place and not and be naive to like, you know, something could pop off. It might not be with you or anything else, but you can get caught up in the mix. I mean, I'll give you a perfect example and and I don't think this is like so we were I'm hanging out in front of my, my boys building on the stoop, hanging out. There's young dudes and a bunch of, you know, older dudes and they doing their thing and there was a robbery starting to happen. So I already saw because I seen this um um dude like with a hoodie walking from the corner into the block where everyone is hustling at. And I see him, but he's walking in a way like he's he's directing Friendly, him. Right? Yeah, he's just like, yo, it, it doesn't feel right. So I tapped my man. I'm like, yo, something's about to go down. And then we look. We, we told one of the oldest, like, yo, look at homeboy across the street. You know, keep an eye out. So when I started talking like that, my little, uh, my, my, my boy, I looked at him like, yo, come on, let's keep walking. Because we used to, I'm right. like, yo, we, this is about to something's turn about off. To go right. So, yo, right when all that started happening, homeboy pulled out a gun trying to rob the dude. My man, one of the kids, older dudes across the street pulled out a gun. And he started blasting this dude. Dude had a vest and all that. 
But at the end of the day, me and my man, we, yeah, he had a vest. They was vests all like, man, that was man, dudes had a lot of stuff going on back then. We would just start running. So I started running towards my house because I didn't live on that block where I hung out at. I, I lived like a block away. So I started running. And then, you know, after a few hours where we come back, I start hearing that one of the one of the older older dudes from my block got hit. And he got hit in the head. Mm. But the dude survived. Like, yo, like the dude, yo, got hit in the head. They was like, yo, his brain, like, his head was split open, and the dude was trying to get himself up, like, real like that. And he's still running around now. I mean, he's probably, like, in his 60s or whatever it is, 70s. But, yeah, man, he, he got hit in the head. And that was, like, that was, like, a perfect example of, like, how things were back then, man. You just can't, you can't be naive to, your, you know, your surroundings. You got to be aware about everything. So, like, just the back to, like, the police thing, that's just was natural for a lot of kids that's, you know, running through the neighborhood like that, you know? That's like six cents, man. You got to keep that going. Everything, yeah, you know. Yeah. So 10, then we get to 11. So after you go through 10, how many how many lookup jobs do you have? You become, how much are you getting paid for these lookout jobs? Like, oh, yeah, that lookout was like, I Marlboro think it was. Lights. Nah, man, we was $150. That ain't bad. Yeah, for like Three six hours. six hours or something like that. At ten, at eight, yeah, ten. Yeah, man. So I started throwing that money in my sneaker. That was my safe. Did your dad? Did your dad ever know that you had it? He, he had found out. He found out when he went into the room, um, and before I had a lock on the room, but he was like, "Yo, you can't be locking your room no more, man." Like, I don't, you know. Uh-huh. So he came in and he was just like, "Yo, where you get all this money from?" I probably had like maybe two thousand or something like that in there. And I'm like, nah, you know, I'm just doing some other jobs or whatever. And he was like, but he already heard, like, you know, the older, older people in the neighborhood already, you know, let him know, like, yo, your son is out here, you know. Being a lookout. Yeah, well, doing a lookout, doing all this, all this other crazy stuff, you know. Um, so but, how old were you when he first caught you with money? Um, probably around 12. 12. Yeah. Did he confiscate it or he was? Um, I don't even remember if he took it. He probably did. You know, because we needed money, you know. So, I mean, I wasn't, like, trying to hold money from him. I actually was trying to make money so I could, to help know. him. Yeah, yeah. So no. that's a strange, you know what I mean, for him, knowing that his 11-year-old son is pretty much providing. I mean, you know, it so was, yeah. Extra money in the house. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely, No you need know. to buy groceries and stuff. You were. I was, I was buying groceries. We had, like, a, a, a messed up toilet. Didn't flush for, like, a year. So we would actually have to use a bucket. To flush the toilet down, you know, fill it up with water, flush it. Mm-hmm. I got that fixed. There was some like other stuff in, in the apartment I needed to get fixed. I paid some dude to come and fix. So like, I wasn't just getting money and just going and blow it or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I just trying to take care of the, the apartment. You know, get that fixed. You know, have him good. Bought him sheets for his bed and all that stuff. You know, food. You know, like just, a second dad in the house. I mean, you, you know, it was. Yeah, I was just trying, you know, I mean, for me, I wanted, you know, I wanted a good, you know, a leave, at least live somewhat good in, in where I'm staying at. But, you know, definitely, you know, my dad and so he had the stress. Um, yeah, So that was, yeah, that was, that was pretty young. But then, it, you know, things started to get heavy, man. So why don't we go to 10? So 11. So 10, 11, 12. <coughs> just Cops doing. never frisked you at 11 or never? Nah, man, I got, I got thrown up against the wall and all that around that time, but um. But they are aware of you, so they know that this young kid. I mean, you standing on the same corner, 
But were you a small kid? Like, no, nah, I was big. I so that's what I'm saying. Like most adolescents are <coughs> like, like there's some big boys down south, and like some of these kids now look like little kids, like eleven. Yeah, I mean, I was I wasn't like you know like a big dude. Like I was I was just I wasn't I was tall. yeah I was pretty tall for my age, you know. So, um, yeah, man. But that that was that was what I was doing for a couple of years. But I tell you though, what's wild? Even though I was doing that. And back and forth, I was, I was, you know, back and forth to school when I went to school and everything else. And then the after-school program was also still in effect. And we used to go there to play basketball. So I was doing this hustling. When I wasn't hustling, you know, I'm going to after-school program to play ball, do all this stuff. So I was still – I was around some other men that were starting to, like, be in my life a little bit more. Um but yeah, that's it is wild because if I look at it, it was like just two different lives, you know what I'm saying? So I'll be on the block hustling, doing that stuff, but then I go into the after school program and be a kid, right? You know, and still, so I learned how to do both during that time. Assimilate to different, yeah, yeah, different ones. yeah. I mean, to the point where they had, <clears throat> excuse me, they had like a hockey program, ice hockey program, and I was playing ice hockey, just out on the ice, yeah. But I was good, bro. Like legit, I was, was, yo, like that. Seriously, and I was, I was so good that I was like able to get into like, I was supposed to go to like these private schools and stuff. I never did, but I traveled, you know, Canada, play hockey, Lake Placid, California. So that was like my first time, like actually traveling all that stuff and meeting new people too. So you're probably meeting like people from different neighborhoods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like my first exposure of not being in this like. Did it open you up to like different years, like? Yeah, it opened me up, definitely. I mean, it, it kept me from <clears throat> this five-block radius that I was used to, you know, five, ten-block radius that I was, that's why I was living in. That was my world, to, like, being able to see how different people lived and all that stuff. But all it did was just get pushed, like, more ambition because because of where I was at, I was just like, all right, so how am I going to get all these nice things? Mm-hmm. So it just made me hustle harder, you know what I mean? What was it like when you're, because hockey is more dominated by, like, uh, the lighter, the lighter shaded people. Bro, they used to call so me Spick. <laughs> Yo, no, these parents was like, "You no. Spick." Really? Like that. The opposing parents or the parents? Opposing on the- parents. It was. We were just. It was only Spanish and black. Oh, okay. I thought you were like, like the white kids. No, no. Nah, it was. This was the, the. So this program was only for minorities okay. in the neighborhood. So all my friends, we all went and played in this okay. pro, in this hockey program, and then we would travel. To different, you know, like Long Island, like okay, different yeah, yeah. Connecticut, and play against teams, and majority were all white, but we were good. We weren't like bad. No, you guys are like yeah, yeah. Taught you fundamentals. Yo, it was wild, and and it was just like, cause we, you know, we ain't really know like that racist thing. Like this is the early eighties, late this 90s? Is late eighties, late eighties, early nineties. And it was like that in New York, like racism was just prevalent. But it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't really prevalent to where we were seeing it on a daily basis. But when we went out, wow, these other, oh yeah, it was on, it was on. But we were wild for me, like, so hockey stick, you needed to have like this rubber uh, piece to put on the end. Mm -hmm. I would take that off and leave, and then you was, and then some, some people would cut their stick to to fit, you know. Their length. I would leave it long because when I used to check these kids, I used to have an extra piece of hockey stick and <laughs> spit them when I checked them. <laughs> so that's how I moved around, bro. We were wilding. It's like, don't, we, don't get it twisted. Oh, we were doing. We're still on the block. Yo, we were doing it. We were playing the game, 
but we were some dirty kids. Like, yo, you kids, because they were all, yo, and, yo, the N word, yeah. spit, this, that was coming out. From the parents. Oh, and the kids, the- too. Dang. Yo. No, it, I could, they're like, remember the Titans, just like wild, just even bro. wilder. So, like, it sounds like a movie, but it's like legit. But those kids probably didn't even know they're in more danger than what they were, because if you take off the ice, most of you boys are all from the same block. Bro. It was, it was, it was, it was like, yo, we're going to beat you up and we're going to beat your father up. That's how it was. It was. And, the, you know, the, the men that was with us, they were, you know, they were from, they were from the neighborhood too, but they were just like, Trying you know, to calm y'all down. It was right? like, yo, you got to chill, man. We can't be taking y'all away. Yo, they took us, they took us to the spot. <laughs> to, yo, they took us to the spot in Connecticut. Um, and a whole bunch of us. First time we like really left New York or whatever. And we went to the hotel because we had like a three day tournament to play. When we left that hotel, uh-huh. the hotel manager had to call um, uh, the director. He was like, your kid stole <laughs> <laughs> your kid stole everything in the room. Yo, dudes are coming out with the clock. <laughs> taking all the towels. <laughs> taking all the towels, everything. My man tried to take the TV. Yo, the big tube it TV. It flat screen TV. He took those wide box TV. He tried to take a wide box. He tried to take the TV. I was like, yo, friend, you It's stuck to the wall. Oh, man. Yeah, but that was like, the funniest thing ever. But it was funny. But now I look at it. I mean, this dude that, that ran the program with us, like, he was just a great, he's still a great dude. And But, like, his face of, like, shame and embarrassment. Oh, man. Where are they from again? Yeah. He he was just, like, and for, like, weeks, we would just have these, like, meetings. And he was like, I can't take you MFs nowhere. (laughs) And, yo, we'd be in the back screaming. But, yo, you look at it now, and we're like, man. And I I joke with him, too, man, because they have these, like, alumni nights, and we go – and we're just like, yo, you remember this? He's like, yeah, you ML still. Yo, he's, he, he ain't never get over Put the goons on the ice. He put the goons on the ice. Oh, man. Yeah, that was that, that time was wild, man. But that's what I'm saying. Like, So my life was like dealing with that. It was just like, yo, in the street, we hustling. I'm trying to get money for, for the crib, do all this stuff. But I'm still trying to be a kid, so I'm doing all this other stuff. But at a certain point, all that started like, I guess, did the hockey did the hockey start mixing you with people in your neighborhood that you would never see? And that's how you would be able to move because you knew people from different areas. Because your hockey team was probably people who weren't in your neighborhood, correct? They're on your block, but probably not. No, I, I think I think the hockey helped me meet different people outside of the neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? So it, it made me see like how people moved around outside of what we were doing. Okay. So everyone that was on the team or or doing that, like we all was living the same. You know, same stuff. Not everyone's hustling because, you know, it was only a handful of us that was actually, you know, like in that space. Like, yo, we just going to hustle. Um, a lot of them just had they had their parents, you know. So it was it was a lot of good kids on the on, on the team that just was just being kids. OK. You know, but yeah, at a certain point, I mean, I think like around 14, 15, they had me go to. Um, they wanted me to go represent the program and like. California or Lake Placid for one of these things. So, you know, I was I was big already, you know what I'm saying? I know I knew the game, I played it right and everything else. And um yeah, I was just like, yo, we was getting like um old equipment from the New York Rangers and mm-hmm. donations and all that stuff. I was like, yo, I got money. I went and bought myself all new equipment. <laughs> <laughs> yo, fresh. Yeah. I was fresh. fresh, fresh. Yeah. 
<laughs> he was like, yo, where you get all this? I'm like, I spent like 1500 on brand new. sponsored. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. They were like, yo, what you doing? But like the people in the program, they already knew like I was already, because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm running around with Cuban links and all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it was like crazy. Big Daddy cake. <laughs> Yo, it was wild, man. It was wild. But yeah, that was that's what it was. So you're flashy. Were you flashy or just I mean I think there was some link the big thick ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the you know those 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 were no joke, man. Three thousand dollars. Yeah. Um I don't I don't know if it was flashy. I wasn't as flashy as a lot of dudes that are out there. Um I think you just needed to show like where you were at. You know what I'm saying? Like Yo, if you out here in the streets, you know, you're doing this. Boom, when you go out, you go back home. After you take off your hustle clothes, like your work clothes. Right. Then you go home, you get fresh, throw on the new kicks, you know, mm-hmm. new sweatsuit, because that's what it was. Oh, man. New can't go suit. Yo, sweatsuit. is a gap gap joint, though. The gaps are fresh. Okay. So, we get the new sweatsuit, new kicks. Boom, fresh cut. Throw all your jewelry. And then you go back on the same block you hustled. You go back on that block and you hang out. And then you go to the liquor store, and what we used to do, we used to, you know, buy bottles. We used to buy bottles, cases of Moet, and then pop the bottles on, on the corner. <laughs> like your championship. Yo. <laughs> yo, that was like every day. A great night of hustling. Was, yo, that was it. <laughs> it was wild, bro. But yeah, that was that was the same thing, man. And then we were young, so the club scene, we used to hit the clubs because one of our boys was a DJ. So we used to go with him, and that time DJing, Deuces to carry like crates, though. crates of records, six, seven crates, heavy joints, heavy band. Yeah, so we just be like, nah, we going. So we go and cra- grab a crate and just walk right in, and that's how we got into the spots. Fifteen year olds, yo, word. That's how it was. Could you tell the difference between Harlem hustlers and Brooklyn hustlers? What was it? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, man, you know, I'm trying to like keep this. Um, I mean, I think it was just. And, and, you know, you could ask a Brooklyn dude or whatever. I just think it was a different vibe from, from how they roll. It was just like, you know, it was a lot more. I felt like some griminess into, like, their hustle. More of like, yo, I see what you got. I'm going to take it from you. Mm-hmm. Versus, like, dudes in my hand. Like, yo, I see what you got. Oh, I'm going to get it so I can get get it more than you. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like that type of attitude. Um, But I think it all, it all spanned across. It wasn't, like, really, like, you know, only robbing dudes from Brooklyn, you know, dudes in my hand were robbing like that. You know what I'm saying? You know, and all that, but. This guy in my neighborhood goes, we didn't go to Brooklyn at all. He goes, when we went to Brooklyn, he said we knew that we can. He goes, I stayed in Harlem. Yeah, no, I mean, so that's real. So you just stayed inside your area just like yeah, you Yeah, yeah, you couldn't go. I mean, I mean, to my, my, me growing up, it was like east side. We didn't even go to the west side of Harlem. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. So th- to sp- split from um, how it was, it was from 96th Street to uh, – 128th um, from 5th to Pleasant Avenue was um, Spanish Harlem. And then everything on uh, west of 5th Avenue was Harlem. And then you get into, you know, West Harlem, the further you go west. And then the more you go uptown, then you get into, you know, past 145th or 155th. Then you get into, like, Washington Heights and all that. Um, So, like, you didn't really go to these different areas because everyone's, you know, doing things different, so they had their own clique. So we didn't, we didn't really go to the west side unless there was some beef or something going on. Right. You know, and then we go uptown to watch heists because you know that's where the plugs were at. So you're going up there to grab, and you grab and come back down. So that's what it was. Did you ever play in Rucker Park before? Was that um, a big thing? Rucker Park was a big thing. Yeah, 
That was you real. playing basketball? Did um, you ever? I didn't play in Rucker. I mean, I was I was good on balling, but those you had stars in that joint. You know what I'm saying? Like that was different. Real, yeah. yeah, it was real. It was real deal over there. Like you wasn't you wasn't just going to play over there. You know, unless you was like in the um the younger kid um tournament, but like the unlimited. Like mm-hmm. nah, you had it was a lot of money involved in that game. So everybody, too. that's what those guys. Illegal gambling. There we go. <laughs> Rucker Park. Man, it was it was it was money over there. Dude, side bets, it was all, it was real. So we get to 14, 14, 15. When was the first time you had, like, an encounter with the police? Do you remember your first time? Oh, yeah, I got arrested on, um, when I was, I got arrested when I was, what was my first case? First case, I think I was 12. 12 years old, did they try to try you as an adult, or they knew you were a child? No, nah, my first offensive kid, I went to the family court, but um, air caught with um, with crack. So, they hit me with that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, my dad went and got me to let me go. What did he say? He was just like, yo, you got to be careful. <laughs> I mean, he ain't. I mean, he already like knew. He was just like, "Yo, you, you know, you gotta be careful. You can't get caught up in all this stuff." You know, and he was like, "All right, I gotta go to work." Well, how? Do- <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you later. <laughs> stay out of trouble, son. He says, "Stay." Out of- <laughs> <laughs> Give me that three hundred. <laughs> how much you made? <laughs> <laughs> Pay your tenth to yeah. give you first fruit to me. Word. But how did you graduate? How did the, the so you knew you graduated from a watch out, a lookout? Then you went to. Oh, I went straight to like. Looking out to straight, like, um... They, like, let a kid start selling crack, or they knew... Like, you had to prove man. yourself, right? I know. I mean, it was anyone or did you selling. Your it way was in? just... What what the, 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 the chain of command was... You can... Anyone can sell. It's the one who was managing them. Okay. So, if you was managing them, that means you was getting a percentage off of each... Each pack sold, and the dude that was selling was making their money off or whatever, but mm-hmm. they were the ones that would give you all the money for the pack and then you go and turn that in and then go to the fresh pack so there was a whole business strategy behind all that well, how did you how long did it take for you to climb up the ranks um it was pretty quick i mean it was just quick, like, like two years or quicker than i you? mean so it was it was like from me when starting out lookout and then you know in between those two years when i was doing it because it wasn't like every day it was just like you know when i come boom 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 but um definitely when i really started going in um it was just like yo i need to and they were just like, nah, Tom, you're good. You you know, this is, this is your shift. Okay. Yeah, it was like that. So. But when you, how old were you and became manager? Um. A, uh, uh, yeah, I, I would say. Snow that, manager. Yeah, I would say that 14, 15, probably, yeah, probably about 14. Yeah. How many people did you have under you? Um, it all depend on like the what day? was yeah the day and who was out there and whatever you know what I'm saying. So I mean it was it was weird about it. it was like I was in the the middle of when I started doing the lookout stuff was really in the crack era and then from the crack era and went in, um went more into the heroin era. So I I was straddling between the two and then wound up just staying in the heroin era. Which one was more lucrative? Man, I mean didn't matter. Yeah, that was just a lot of money, a lot of money. Um, I think for me, um, heroin error error started 
because I was more involved in it. Mm-hmm. So I was making a lot more money because now I wasn't just like, you know, like a lookout, a regular dude. I was like, you know, this is what I'm doing, you know. What's so, the most you ever had in your hand? Money I mean, wise. I had a. I had 200K under my bed. Yeah. <laughs> Word. Just sitting under your bed. Under my bed. That was wild. Yeah. Nobody knew about it or you, everybody knew? Nah, I didn't like knew. Just Not even little brother. Cause nah. No, because you had your own room, right? Yeah, my okay. own room. But and the um, lock on it. That's when you start putting the lock on it. Yeah, but I actually moved out of... My my dad's place when I was like fifteen, cause I I got into with uh, one of these uh, girl from the hood. She was older than me. She was like twenty twenty one. You're dating a twenty one real at sixteen. Yeah, I moved in with her, and she already had two kids. <laughs> he was step- so I was stepdad. Daddy you know, <laughs> at sixteen. Yeah, and she had. Um, she had kids. my older kids. I had two older kids. Wait, so she had two. So she's twenty two. 21 I was 21. about 14 21 yeah Did she know you were 14 or Yeah but I was that you know Right you're that dude I was I'm that the dude crack manager yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was yeah so she was you know Yeah she was my homeboy's um girl at one point <laughs> <laughs> How did you meet actually he introduced me to her Yeah it was wild like I used to be like How did you meet her like what She was on the same block you know I mean, she was hanging out or whatever but I think what happened was I was like I was cool with her kids like, I would, like, they would be in the park. I'd be in the park playing with them. Like, I was, like, a little older brother. I don't know, I guess. But I, at one point, I guess she started seeing me from, like, that young dude to, like, that older oh, dude to, like, you know, so. And that was it, you like know. Star Wars. Word. <laughs> and then, you know, it was it was one thing led to another, and it was just like, yo, you know, that was it. So her two older kids were, like, what, five, six? Uh, five, no, when I, when I got with, with, with her, the kids were three and one. Oh, they're babies. Yeah, yeah, So you raised them. I raised them pretty much, yeah, yeah. You still have that relationship with them? Yeah, 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 not, not as, as I wanted to be, but still had a relationship. And they fathers around, so me and they father. They were at your wedding, right? Uh. One of them was, right? I don't think they, they made it, no. I don't think they, they, they came, but, um. Yeah, I mean, we we we're we're pretty good. I mean, as far as like you know, when I see them or whatever, you know, always save us up. Um, the older one is locked up right now, but he should be home soon. I actually need to go see him. Um, but I'm cool with their father too. You know what I'm saying? So like, even though like I was there taking care of the, of the kids, me and the, and the, and the kids' father like became real cool. You know what I'm saying? So. You know, it was just a thing where this was me in this space, and you know, and I never like pushed them away or anything like that. So you were a big homie. Yeah, yeah, and we and we were just cool. You know, I mean, I, I consider him like a brother. You know what I'm saying? So he was just he was a good dude. You know. Um, Did your little brother ever just wonder like why you left? Nah, he was happy I was out too. So <laughs> his phone room. Yeah, he Everybody, was like, he's good. There's a system in your yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's like, happy know. to get their own room. Nah, he was good because you know he was able to have all his homies and all that stuff in there, which that was crazy. But so yeah. you got 200k under the bed. Yeah, man. How many? So what? How much do you give to your dad every month? Do you just just go and? I was play? paying. I was paying the rent. and I was paying whatever he needed. So he didn't really have to pay for anything. Um, 
at the crib. Um, but you took the um, burden off his back, though. You took the burden off. Yeah, his yeah, yeah, yeah. That was definitely something that I was doing. Um, but then he moved in with me in my my baby mother's crib and all that. How nice was her house? Man, we had a six bedroom duplex, <laughs> triplex <laughs> in, in yo, New York City. Yo, on that on that rent control, yo, it was real. We had a duplex, triplex. We had three floors, bro. We had one. Where is this at? What you're still in Harlem? Still in Harlem? Yeah. Three floors. It's three like f- those um brownstone buildings, like. Nah, man, this is in um um you know the Taino Towers, the big buildings that's uh-huh. on East Side. Yeah. Oh, oh so it's three stories. It's, there's four towers on on the east side. It's right across the street from the projects, and one of the buildings um, has uh, six bedroom triplexes on one, two, three floors in the building. So she had because she she lived there with her moms and her sister and everything else. So they had that type of apartment. But then when you know her moms passed, and then her father passed, and then her sister started moving out, she was there, and then I was there. And we just had kids, so yo, we had large. Yo, it was wild, <laughs> and the rent was nothing, so we was good. <laughs> we was living it up. <laughs> did, your, to, did your little brother come live with you guys too? Nah, nah, he was. He was. He stayed he, in the house nah, by himself. Yeah, he 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 we he stood wherever he could because he was grimy. That little dude. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. He's a man of God, but I love him. How how different? So when you were out there hustling, what was he like? Oh, he was. He did was he in the mix. Did he ever visit you? Or he? Oh, so he. He was in the mix. He was hustling underneath too. Underneath you. Not underneath me. He was trying to, you know, carve his own way, you know, okay. doing what he's doing. But, but you always looked out for him to make sure. I mean, I just make sure he wasn't getting, you know, jerked or, you know, he wasn't getting, you know, snatched up for some money or something like that. Yeah. So, you know, but. Yeah, Did he we, ever tell you you were influenced on him? Or you knew you were influenced on him? Um, I don't know. I, I think, I, I mean, I would assume that I was an influence on him because, we, you know, it's my brother. But, I mean, this, just the. The neighborhood, man, just like where we where we walked into every day, it was just right. like you know, like it's hard to get out of that. Right. It's it's you know you see it every day, you know you see you see the the homies out there every day. You know what I'm saying? And just you don't have nothing else, man. I don't I don't know how you not get into that. You know? What made you stay away from using drugs? Because we knew like, what it was. I mean, okay. it was just like, you know, that, I mean, that was that was passed down from the old dudes, too. Like, yo, you know, you hustle, you get your money. Don't ever use it. Yeah, you don't use it because once you start, you you ain't got no more money because now you're spending your money on that, you know. So mm-hmm. I think that was like um, the big part of it, you know. So just seeing what it was doing. Um, yeah. So by like 17, you had your own corporation pretty much. You 17, small, I was... You had a small business. I had a small business. I was a small business owner. So I was, <laughs> you had a small business owner? Yeah. Tax-free money? Yeah, 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 yeah. We was doing HR it. department. You were the yeah. HR? I was HR. I was finance, accounting, payroll. I was all that. How Did you have an office inside the house or just like that little... Now nah, we just had different stash parts. You, you remember those little uh, green hats? You know those hats that people use? Oh, no, nah, we, nah, nah, we didn't do that. We were definitely in the the, the the counting money phase, just making sure that money was right for the connect. Yeah, so that was definitely part of it. Did anyone ever short you, or you trusted your crew? Nah, man, short money was always, you know, it's just you just have to be on top of all that stuff, but money changes everything you know and it was just your homies that you you know you play hockey with and you hang out with and mm-hmm. you do all this stuff and you know but that money changes man you know so you go into a spot where it's just like 
he used to break bread with his with his brother, and you know, you'd be in a crib, the mom's feeding you, and y'all laughing, and they're watching TV, and then that money gets in the way of all that, you know. Now you're talking about, nah, man, I ain't messing with you, man. You know, this money, money is envious. You know, you start getting into that world. So yeah, you you lose a lot of, um, you lose a lot of friendships behind it. You know what I'm saying? So, Was it the greed of what you've accomplished, or just the greed of just them? The money is inside their head. I think it's both. I think it's always there's always um envy in that in that world. I think everyone wants to do better than the next to next to them and who they see. And then yeah, you want to get as much money as you can, you know. So, did you ever feel like somebody was just out there watching out for you? I mean, I had to have someone watching out to me, man, because I was in some some places where I was just like, well, how did I get out of this? Right. So yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I, you know, knowing what I know now, I know God was over me, mm-hmm. you know, because I was in some real bad places, man, that I, you know, I shouldn't even be here right now. So, yeah. How did, how did when you had your first child, that's your daughter. My no, son. son. Yeah. He's the oldest. Yeah. How did that change you, having your first child? How old were you when you had your first son? Um, I was seven, 16, 17. Oh, wow. 17 when my, my son was born. Yeah. What do you remember the news? What she told you? What What was that like? Um, I'm trying to see. Uh, yeah, it was dope. It was exciting. The thing was, I didn't want to tell my dad. I was worried to tell my dad. And, and I'm like, I'm always, I'm doing all this everything other stuff. else. So yeah, I'm gonna be a, yeah. gonna be a granddad. But um, when I told him, he was like, "All right." He's like, "You know, you're a man. You know, just you gotta make sure you take care of your kid." Cause he's like, I'm not. <laughs> no, but he was. He was. I gotta go to work. Yeah, yeah, I gotta go to work. He was like, he was good. You know, I mean, I, it was wild though, right? Cause I'm just like, I, I'm doing all this crazy stuff, running around, and then the one thing I was afraid to tell my dad was like, yeah, I'm about to have a kid. And, but I, I knew the seriousness of it. You know, it wasn't like, cause I, again, I had two stepkids already. You know, I'm, you know, I'm in the house. You know, I'm, but how did that change you having your own first, first blood? Yeah, I mean, it just it just put me in a place of like, you know, I really got to get this money, you know, like, you know, I got to refocus on what I was doing. Um, which but did it, you have enough? Two hundred thousand dollars was yeah, that enough? But or that did wasn't, it, it wasn't nothing. Did it feel like? Did it feel like twenty thousand? I mean, it just felt because I was, you know, at the same time you're making that money, you're spending money. Mm, as fast okay. as it comes in, it goes. Fast as it goes. Yeah. So you know that money that I had, I I try to. At one point, I probably like try to sit on it for a little bit, and then I was like, yo, I I, I can't like do anything. I got to keep making money. You know what I'm saying? And and then you you get into different things. You trying to make more money. You wind up losing money. You know, and you still partying. You still hanging out. You know, so all that stuff. Um, affected that you know and that money that I had I, I, I mean I definitely went through more than that but you know that was like the most I had like in one like setting yeah one shot so so you have your son yeah hustling harder <coughs> when did she tell you you have your daughter um but before before I had my daughter um, my dad had passed away okay yeah so was he sick or just he had a heart attack so he had diabetes and stuff um um but yeah, he passed away and and uh, actually at the apartment, like he, he washing old school, so he'll wash his own clothes by hand. And then, uh, but I was like, I was on my block, like playing cards or something like that, spades, something like that. And they had, like someone that ran came and told me, ran back to the crib, 
And um, I, mean, I had him. I had him in my arms. Uh-huh. I saw like the last breath. You held him as it. Yeah, yeah. It was wild. So that put me in like, um, yeah. That that really put me in a totally different place. Cause I used to drink, but I wasn't like drinking like that. Was that the first time you started? I was drinking like every day. When your dad passed away. Yeah, yeah. So that was, was your that was your man. Yeah, you know, yeah. He was everything for you. We 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 actually um, actually our relationship really got like like just like bros because you know we would watch a baseball game, chill, go to the movies, hang out. Like he and I did like things that you know, like. You and your other do, brothers yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just, you know, we would just hang out and talk and chill, and, you know. So, <clears throat> and he would give me, like, advice and, like, things that I need to be, you know, conscious of and everything else. And always, like, hey, I need you to get out this stuff that you're doing. You know, you need to get out of it. Always on that. You know, he never, like, you know, we joke, but he didn't con- condone the stuff that I was doing, you know. Um, did he ever tell you he's proud of you? Of the man that <coughs> you were, like taking care of your kids, was he? Um, or did he like being a granddad? Love being a granddad. He loved. He loved. He loved his grandson. Um, you know, he's definitely uh, uh, wouldn't do anything for him. You know. Um, were you named after him? I was named after my great grandfather, I believe, Thomas. So the story goes. Um, my name is spelled Thomas. It was, it was supposed to be Tomas, which without the H, so T O M A S. What's and the full name? It's Thomas. Middle T-H, name. No middle name. Just Thomas um, Rivera. But um, so because I was born here in the states, the doctor put the H instead of leaving the H out. So <laughs> that's the story. So so it's Thomas, which is cool. I'm 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 cool with it. Um, Biblical name too. Yeah. Yeah. He needed a C. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy, right? Yeah. That's crazy about his story and how you had to get proof as well. Yeah, I needed proof. He needed proof. Yeah. He physically needed proof. Yeah. So, So um, dad, so you start, is it, were you, did you ever drink beers with your dad? No, no. Never never drank drank with you. Never drank with my dad. He never drank with me. Um, He wasn't a big drinker either. I think I seen him probably drunk like one time. So like and that was actually at my um, my baby shower. He was drunk because he was so like having a good time. Everybody's happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. did it, Tom. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that, that's that's the first time I seen him drunk ever. So yeah, he wasn't. I mean, so the type of man he was was like he would he had a a, a I guess a girlfriend or woman, mm-hmm. but never brought him, brought her around us because of the respect he had for the house. And for him, you know, oh, okay. Like he wasn't, he wasn't like replacing her, our mother with nobody. So when we talked to him, you know, and like the love that he talked about, our moms, like that stood, mm-hmm. you know. But he's a man, and he needed to have a, a relationship, and he did that, but never brought it. I never saw any of his girlfriends. Never, never, never. Not until he passed away that I saw this woman come in, said, "Me and your dad were really close." Well, that was it. I was respectful. Yeah, yeah. So that's that, that's the type of you know man he he was you know so solid dude solid. Um, yeah. So that was my that was around seventeen he passed. So that put me in like a spiral. Did your brothers? Did everybody come back for the funeral or? Um, your older brother, the one in yeah, the navy. 
Yeah, I think they they both can marry. So we all have the same mother, but different fathers. So um, me and my younger brother have the same father. And then my two other brothers have two different fathers. So my mother had um, three baby daddies. Um, but, yeah, they. I mean, he, he took care of them, too. He raised those. The, my He's like two. his own. Yeah. So they came, I, I believe they came back. I mean, it was so wild during that time. You know, I was like, I got arrested the day of the funeral. You didn't make it to your dad's funeral? No, I did. So we in a cab, and the cab was, like, giving me some, I mean, I know it was on me, but, like, I was trying to tell him to take me somewhere. He didn't want to take me. And I was upset, and I punched him in the face. I got mm-hmm. I got arrested. The police officers knew that I had the funeral, and they let me go and gave me a ticket. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, like, you got to come back to court, but here's a ticket, go to the funeral and all that stuff. So that's so how they I arrested got. you, and they, you just told me. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's grace. Yeah, real grace. That's real grace. So I was all, you know, with a suit and everything else. But when I left out of there, I went home, changed. So I went up to my father's funeral with a hoodie. <laughs> I was hoodied out. Looking he, took like, the, he took the suit off. Yeah, I took the suit off. It was like in my Tim's and a hoodie. How did the cab driver call the police so fast? I think the, I don't, I think the police just came out of nowhere. I don't know. They must have saw a sign. But, like, homeboy was just like, Back and forth, and I was just like, "Yo, bro, just just take me over here." And like, like so, you know, the, um, before they have the windows, the glass windows between the seats. Oh yeah. yeah. So he had opened it a little bit, and I <laughs> and I two pieced them right between right that, the square. Right through the square. Right through the square. Yeah. <laughs> man, I'm sorry, man, brother. I'm really sorry. Hit him through the square. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you close I'll, the square back. I bust his I bust his eye open and something like that. So. But, um, but they let you go to the funeral. Yeah, let me you go just to changed the back to it. He's like, let me put a hoodie on. I was like, man, I'm in the hoodie. I'm Tim's. I'm on the funeral. Everyone looking at me like, yo, this dude just came out of precinct. And like, but, you know, everyone knew like what I was going through. You know what I'm saying? I mean. Pay for the funeral? Um, my, So my dad was, was, was definitely good at like life insurance and all that stuff. So he took care of all that. Yeah. He made sure all that was covered and all that. So, left us some money. What did um? So, after your your father passes away, what are those days like? Just days alone? Did you just want to be out of the house, be by yourself, or? Yeah, I was definitely out. You know, any time for yourself, or you just like because you're 17, you're like getting into adulthood. Yeah, so I mean, I'm. But you're already an adult. But I mean, like technically, developmentally, you're just like. Yeah, I mean, it was just all about 27, pretty much. Yeah, I'm 17. I'm just. In there, just getting money and doing what I'm doing, and you know, but drinking and and partying, and you know, coming home. I always try to come home, make sure you know I'm, I'm there for, for my son when he wakes up, whatever. And that went on for years. I mean, what did your girl at the time say? Was she just like stop the drinking or? I mean, it was. I don't really know. Like I know she was. She was just always mad. Because I was just like, and I was doing things like I shouldn't be doing, man. I was just out, you know. Be like, y'all be home in a little bit. <laughs> be back. <laughs> Two weeks later. Yeah, or <laughs> one time I was like, my boys are going to Miami. I'm like, man, I need to go to this trip. Everyone's going down there. And she was just giving me mad stuff like, yo, you can't go. Got the baby, this is not. You can't just leave. This is not. I'm like, yo, everyone going. I'm going to be back in a week. She's like, no. Nah. I was like, all right. Went. 
<laughs> when it was like, um, told my man, I'm like, yo, book me a ticket. Did that. Just like the day of, I was like, hey, I'm gonna be, um, be back. I'm gonna go get the baby milk. I just left. Got <laughs> <laughs> on a flight to Miami. Yeah, I went to go get the baby milk. Yo, that was it. It's in Florida. Yo, <laughs> was in Miami. And that time, you was able to drink on the plane, like really bottle, oh, wow. bring the bottle on the plane and all that. Yo, we were so chopped up on the plane. It was crazy. Me and my man, and it's still my boy to this day, we drank so much that we had like alcohol poisoning. In Miami? In Miami. Like, we we were up for, like, two and a half days straight till we couldn't go no more. And then we wound up in the room and to the point it was like, yo, I think we need to go to the hospital. We drank so much Stomach champagne. Pump. I mean, it was just, like, crazy. I That's another story, bro. Did they have a, cell phones then? Yeah, yeah, cell phones. So I threw my cell phone in the garbage <laughs> when I got there. Because she kept blowing it up. And I was <laughs> like, yo. <laughs> I threw that in the garbage. I'm like, I ain't, I ain't, I'm out here. I'm doing it. <laughs> I don't got someone yeah. stole my phone. <laughs> yeah, it was wild. We was out there. My man was so lit. One one of those days, he came down in a three piece suit. It was like 97 degrees outside. He's like, yo, I'm looking fresh. I'm like, yo, my man, if you don't go back upstairs with that suit, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we out here and wife beaters. He out here in a three piece suit. <laughs> he was so drunk. <laughs> Yeah, man, I'll tell you, it was so crazy. That's another story right there, man. That Miami trip was just like, dudes talk about that in our neighborhood. Oh, still? They still talk about that. How many of y'all went? Um, I mean, it was probably about 10 of us, but I mean, but, but everyone went down there. So like, even dudes that weren't like really like connected with us were down there. So it was like spring break. Oh, it was like. Spring break for Spanish Harlem. <laughs> <laughs> it's <was> crazy. <laughs> Everyone in the block got a break. Word. It was everyone was down there. That was just like next level, bro. Next level. Yeah. It's good times so. though. You get back, how do you put out those fires? Like, uh, oh, hey, I got you a present. Ah oh, man, I don't even know. I, I know that was like the the start and the end of the relationship. So I mean it was just like come back. You know, just curse you all and all that. And I'm like, yo, whatever, man. You know, what do we need? You need anything for the crib? All right, whatever. I'm out. See you later. You know, like. When did you make w- your daughter? But when does your daughter come? Um, it's two years apart from your son? Yeah, or? she's three years. So that was probably like right right around, right after that. Um, right after that trip. Um, she, my daughter was born. Yeah. How has your daughter changed you? I don't know if any of the kids changed me, man. Cause I Maybe was, as an adult, because I'm thinking about when I saw her, because I was at your wedding, mm-hmm. I was like standing there watching her, because I didn't know who it was. Yeah. I was like, who's it? Oh, that's his daughter, because she was crying the whole time. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, I mean, I, I look, I was always trying to be there for them, and, you know, even when um their mother and I split, which that was tough, um because, you know, I always wanted to be there for them and then it was also in the transition of me like leaving the street alone and oh, then, wow. like starting to like really focus on you know getting a job and doing all this stuff so I was trying to do things like legit legit um but I was still drinking did you have a number like how did you know to get out of the street like did you have a number like I'm done oh no I wasn't like I was broke bro like oh, I spent money them? man I spent all that money and I had a few dollars but I was I was like Yo, I need to stop I'm gonna die or I'm going to be in jail for a long time. 
So that was that was it. How did the higher ups take your resignation? Uh, I was already I was doing things on my own, so it wasn't like that. It was just me and my man. I told my man, I'm like, yo, I, I can't do this no more. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have the um, stamina. It's not. It's, there's this. There's this. There's this. Uh, um, there's this attitude you need, mm-hmm. you know, to to move in that space, and you know, there's things that you need to not um, feel, you know, to move in that space. So. When 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 you see somebody hurting, you can't be like, man, this dude is hurting, or like, mm-hmm. so that remorse, all those things that you need to, like, you have to close all that off, right? You know, to move in that space, and then that the weight of having, you know, you in those shadows and being having all that weight of you know, your cops and, you know, dudes looking to rob you, like all that is on you mm-hmm. every day, every day, you can't sleep, you can't eat. So you're trying to chase this money, but you got all these other things chasing you, and then all these other things are on you. So at one point, I was just like, yo, I, I can't do it. Probably a PTSD, post-traumatic oh, stress. It must have been because I've seen and been in through some stuff, you know. I mean, um, and that was – and it was even – that was like right after – so 17, 18, I got shot in Harlem um, – when I was 20. So, so and did you know the person who shot you? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew who shot me and everything else, but, like, I got shot. Is that me. when you were Tommy Guns? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was already Tommy Guns. Oh, yeah, Tommy yeah. Tommy Guns was, was, what, 17? 16. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely, yeah. Um, yeah, that was definitely, um, so, but that, that's the story. Did you ever sue somebody for taking your name? You know there's <laughs> a rapper named Peter Guns. Uh, Peter Guns had that before me. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so, it was good. I mean, I, you could take that name. I don't. I don't it's over. It. Yeah, that's that's already. Um, yeah. Well, walk us, walk us to the day you got shot. Do you remember when you woke up in the morning? What were you doing? You just. Um, at the time I was driving a, a, a MPV minivan, so mm-hmm. I had that like decked out, or whatever. But I'm driving around, your know, regular thing. Um, but the week before that, or two weeks before that, the dude that shot me actually shot up the spot that we were in, like having a party or whatever. <clears throat> local party, nothing crazy, but I think his uh, um, baby mom's or whatever is in there, so he must have felt a certain type of way. So he wasn't shooting at me; he was just shooting in the spot. Mm-hmm. Um, so after you know, I was like, "Yo, I'm, you know, I'm gonna take care of this, whatever." But I wasn't like looking to shoot him. Or anything. I'm like, "Yo, I'm just gonna beat him up," you know. But he heard that; he knew that you were that, coming. Yeah, I was coming. So just by coincidence, like, I was driving down one block and I saw him on the payphone, and I just pulled my truck over. I was like, yo, you know, me and you, you know, I, you got to see me, you know, that was crazy what you did. But because he already knew, he was already packing. Right. So he he thought I was coming to, you know, get him mm-hmm. like that. And I wasn't. I was actually just going to, you know, give Rough him a couple. Him yeah, that was it. And as soon as he saw me, turned around, he started firing and just let it go. And, you know, I think what saved me was the reaction he had was, him not firing and coming up to me, him firing while he was running. Okay. So because of that, I still got hit, but I was able to, like, I threw myself on the floor and then, like, crawled under my van while he was shooting. But because he was running away, like, if he was just firing and then came up to me, like, I was I was done. Like, I couldn't do anything. So he just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was doing that. Running Where did away. you get hit at? Um, I got shot three times in my stomach. Oh, dang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um... 
I mean, I was only in the hospital for like. How'd you get to the hospital? Did someone call or just yeah, you yeah, took yeah, yourself? yeah, yeah, nah, nah. I was, I was, I was, I was in pretty bad shape, but yeah, they came and picked me up. Ambulance came, got me, and all that, you know. So, was in surgery for a few hours, and then uh, don't remember too much. I know I was out for a while, a couple of days. Is that when everything changed? Nah, no. got worse. Oh. <laughs> I thought I was invincible after that. <laughs> you 50 cent. Yo, it's like, yo, you can't take me down. I'm bulletproof, bro. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, it took me like maybe, I was in and out of the hospital for like, um, I was in the hospital for like maybe 10, 15 days. Um, but at that time, my younger brother actually um, um, was saved. He gave himself to, to the Lord. And oh, wow. I yeah. Think. Yeah. So he was, my brother was uh, um, wild like me and everything else. But when he got saved, he was that that dude that walked around with the biggest Bible you can see. On that bitch at grandma's house. Those. Yo. And I tell you, he walking around and he's like, Oh, you need prayer. And he'll hit you with that Bible. <laughs> like that's how he that's how he that's how he is. Like So how was he saying it to you when he when he got saved? Oh yeah, yeah. I used to be like, yo, Let's... get get out of here with that, man. I'm like, I ain't got no time for that, man. I love you, man, but you, I can't, you know, I wasn't I wasn't feeling that at all. Like I mm. couldn't I couldn't listen to him. Even my younger brother he was saying stuff that made so much now makes so much sense. Right. But back then I was like, yo, bro, like you on the block and you doing these things. I got people calling me talking about, yo, you on the block. I don't want you to get hurt. Like he was like, no, 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 I'm good. Right. I got Jesus with me. I'm not getting hurt like like that. I'm not getting hurt. He's like, I'm walking through whatever I want to walk through right. because God is with me. I was just like, all right, man, I got to talk to you later, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he said, we both invincible. Yo. <laughs> But he was, but he was, he was, he was at the hospital every day praying for me. Got it. Like praying for me. So he was interceding for you. Oh, he was. Why you? Tongues and everything Mm -hmm. was not no joke, bro. And I didn't know that until later on. Um, and actually, to probably a couple years ago. But yeah, that was that's what he was doing, and uh, you know. Um, so yeah, I got out the hospital, and I'm still, you know, had like a bum leg for a little bit because I. Got hit on in a nerve that messed me up, but you know. To this I, day, do you have any? Or are you good? Completely healed? Um, yeah. I mean, I, um, my bladder is just is is not as um um big as it was um because I got hit in a bladder, which is like the only vital organ that that or organ that, that I got hit. Everything else was like passed through different like tissues and everything. So like I gotta pee every like five minutes. So. It's, yeah. Yeah. And you've gotten older too. That and happens. I'm older. That's that happens to older too, so people. Yeah. yeah. If I drink before I go to bed, I'm, I'm <laughs> up all night. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, man. So, um, yeah, but that was that was. So five. So you stopped. So you completely stopped hustling. I stopped hustling. What was your first job that you applied for? Oh, uh, what was my Legit. first job? Um, because you have all these qualities, you just can't put it on your resume. Nah. <laughs> Um, it says here that you're a head yeah, of HR. Word. <laughs> um, I think my first job was my brother. Um, my older brother was doing like work in the stock exchange uh, for a commodity stocks um, company, and I don't know how he got me connected, but I got connected with this company to do um, to print out statements, mm-hmm. um, stock statements and stuff overnight, and they use like this big computer it's called as 100 ibm computer i got trained on that and i was doing that for a while so i was doing overnights um doing that and then i got hooked up with another 
a job for the day doing mailroom service for this big marketing company. So I was working hard, working hard, but that money was <laughs> short, bro. <laughs> I always get these checks. I'm like, yo, what I just, are we doing? I just right. spend this in the club like in 20 <laughs> minutes. So it took me some time to adjust with that, man. Because uh-huh. I was still trying to hang out and still go party. And, and I'm like on some legit money. And it, that wasn't going. So, yeah. so so when do you, when, so you're still drinking at the time, right? Oh, drinking, yeah, drinking. Has it yeah. become like abusive or is it more like leisure? Um. So I never, I never had like, I don't, I, I would never drink in the house. I wouldn't sit there and you know watch a game and drink. I didn't do that. So I was like a social drinker. So I needed to be out. But where did you move to? Because you leave. So you and your girl break up. Yeah. So then your... I moved around to multiple spots. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, you know, dating different women and I'm with living your in kids? their cribs. Or the, ki- the, the kids, kids stayed, always yeah, stay with the mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at that time, um, man, this is like I'm trying to like get these timelines right. So out doing these jobs, and then my boy is is a producer, um gets a hit record and then I wanna somehow get on the team working with him <laughs> to be in the what music. Song? What song was it? Um Uh oh Lumi D. Uh oh uh Oh that's your girl? <laughs> that was my jam when yeah. I was in like high school. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so, I was in eighth grade, no. I travel I traveled all over with them. Her and Fabulous. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was in that Lu- video. What? Yeah, I had what some. What were you doing? With I, I was watch in the it crowd. Then. I'm in the. I had some um some blue navy Carolina blue on with a hat. I was in there. My kids were in the video. We're gonna put the link to the video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the video. That's we're, my jam. Yeah, yeah. So we. Did I think that. she had another hit too. She had a couple of hits. She she did yeah. some stuff. She's still doing it. She's doing a big thing. She's Spanish, right? Spanish. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. she had all the all the flags in her video. Yeah, I grew up with her sister. Me and her sister went to the same school. I grew up with all of them. So Lumi D. Yeah, yeah, that's family. Didn't they shoot that? Wasn't there like a bodega inside that? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's when I was like, where are they at? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was doing that. I was with that. That was that record was picked up by Universal Motown. So you know, got in the mix with them. So you were just we. I was You're I was just a part was, of the crew. So my 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 official title is on the uh the actual album of the record is um executive uh assistant. So what, what Thomas Tommy Guns Rivera. <laughs> she put your street name. Yeah, that's what it was, bro. Tommy Guns. Yeah. So when did you get off? So when is when did this music stop? Music stop, um I think the record business started going down when we started going digital. You know? 2000 something yeah 2000 Napster and all that stuff. yeah all that stuff starting hand whatever but I, I transitioned from doing the music stuff with, with them and, and being in that to like talent agencies so I still like book shows and all that stuff like when Pitbull started like I book shows oh, wow. for him and all that when stuff he had the braids yeah did all that and then I went from that doing some um, some promotion and marketing for like Pepsi and, and, and Chevy so I, I, I was always like so that hustler mentality but I took that into that world, so I was able to connect with different people, and then you know I got I got plugged in in multiple ways, you know. Networking. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that's, that is wild because I was like, where am I? Like, I'm traveling the country on Britney Spears tour bus, <laughs> promoting Pepsi. <laughs> I'm like, how am I doing this? You're sitting there with Britney Spears. <laughs> uh, it was wild. It Oops, was, I uh, did. But I like I I literally met like um um Aerosmith like. You know, I was like Green Day. Like I was in Park City, Utah, in a ski resort with Green Day. Like, 
dude from Smash Hollow over here, and I'm over here Tommy in the room. Guns. Yeah. <laughs> wow, it was so crazy. And they don't bro. even know how far you became. Yeah, they don't even know, like. Like, what a nice guy. Man, they don't even know I'd have robbed him in, like, two <laughs> seconds. <laughs> <laughs> the bus tire <laughs> broke down. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy, but, like, yeah, that's that's how my, my you know, in my early 20s is definitely was, like, where I was going, man, and. So the music stuff, you know, by the grace of God, just I just got involved in that and stood in that space. And, and The music was, led to the marketing. Music led to the marketing and promotions. Started doing, like, different contract work for that, you know, because I was able to go out and, and execute marketing and promotion plans in different states and everything else. So I literally traveled the country, you know, like three or four times, you know, and... You know, it was in places where I, you know, like West Virginia in the back country, backwoods, like, yo, Sticks. like trying to find a party to go to. One of hotels, like, hey, there's a bar down the road. You can go in there. We're like, all right, cool. So me and my boy that was with me on the thing was like, he's a white dude from Chicago. So I'm like, yeah, we good. Walking, walking, walking. We see some lights. After like a mile and a half, we walk. <laughs> we see some lights. It's like literally somebody's house, and house. And it was just like, I guess the, the front or the back of the house, like, was the bar. So we go. I go in first because, you know, dude from Chicago, he's, you know, a young kid. So he he wasn't like, and I'm like, yeah, I'm, wherever I'm walking to, I'm walking all right. right. I ain't worried about it. I walk in, bro, the music stops. Walk in, like, legit, <laughs> music stops, everything is done. So I'm just like, I already know. I'm like, I'm not going to just stop and look like I'm nervous. I'm going to just walk to the bar. Walk straight to the bar, like, hey, you know, we got some drinks or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, we got some beers. So I know how to do things. So I'm like, all right, I want to buy everybody drinks. Because I already knew they beer like $2 or whatever. So I'm like, I'm going to buy every. It's like, like 15, 20 people in there. I have peace tricks, olive yeah. branch. Yeah. I was just like, um, yeah, so let's just get everybody drinks in the bar. And the lady's like, yeah, for real? I'm like, yeah, yeah, just get everybody drinks. So she goes, starting. she's like, hey. This dude right here bought y'all drinks, whatever. So everyone raised a glass, whatever. So then they had some DJ equipment over there. And my man that's on the um on the bus with me, he's, that's why he's on the bus, because he's a DJ. I'm like, yo, start DJing. He's like, nah, nah. I'm like, listen, I'm telling you, we're gonna get this right. He started DJing. I'm getting on the mic. I'm the hype man. <laughs> it was crazy. We had like a crazy party in there. So like he young said, boy, Tommy Guns came up <laughs> here and turned this <laughs> bar <Yeah>. out. <laughs> it was it was like one of those nights, man. It was just like Everything. So you had some young dudes coming in. Everyone started partying. It was like it started getting live. Music was just going. Everything was crazy. So now after now, I'm cool with everybody. So they like, hey, you know, because bars are closing, I think, like 2, 2.30 over there or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it was like, hey, we go back, you know, come back to our house or whatever. Like they started talking about this bonfire and all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, nah, we ain't doing that. <laughs> that was your cutoff? <laughs> yeah. No, I was like, not, nah, we ain't doing that. Doing I'm like, yo, I ain't, nah, we ain't doing that. I, I ain't going nowhere where y'all going to be burning some, <laughs> burning <laughs> some wood and all that. Nah. <laughs> I'm like, nah, we good, bro. We all right. <laughs> it's getting hot for yeah, you, Mr. Yeah, Guns. Yeah. I'm like, nah, we good. But yo, it was wild, man. But those are like those are experiences that I had like throughout the country, just being able to go to different places and like actually meet different people and all that stuff, man. So it was just. When do you meet Susan? Um, Susan was actually me and Susan started dating right before I left on that um uh, Pepsi tour that I that I did. So she was a, f- a good. She's a f- her friend is 
a f- uh, her f- her best friend is one of my friends that I grew up with um in in my block. So like I know her brother, family, all the family. So we known each other for years. So one night Susan was like hanging out with her in front of the building. Oh, she's from Harlem. Susan's from the Bronx. Her best friend is from Harlem. Okay. So they were just hanging out because they I guess they met. I think they met in college or something like that. So I was like with my boys with them and I'm like oh, alright we trying to look for something to do whatever so I pop out I'm like yo what y'all doing y'all want to hang out and they was like looking at each other like alright <laughs> hang out so we all want them hanging out going to some club or whatever and then um, yeah I think you know I was I was definitely trying to mack on Susan for a minute and uh, yeah she was feeling the kid you know <laughs> <laughs> I had some game she says I don't but I had some game so whatever what we, was y'all first date um, without her friend, my first date without her friend—that's a great question. Um, I'm not even sure what. Y'all been together what a decade? Sixteen years. Yeah, uh, uh, sixteen. <laughs> sixteen. 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 Married for married for a, a less. Be going on a year mm, this summer. This summer be a year. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. So. So you meet her sixteen years ago. Yeah. When yeah. do y'all when do you when do y'all start when does it get serious serious? So right before um well right when I left to this um Pepsi tour to do marketing, she and I we were I you know, we were just seeing each other and everything else. Mm-hmm. But I think I had came back and she was like, Yo, you need to tell me if you know, you my man or what? Like she put that down like Yo, Oh you, Yeah, she, <laughs> she was pressed like, you. Yeah, she pressed me. And I was just like, Man, I need to tell a son because I got all my stuff packed up. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I was like, I need her to help me with all my stuff. <laughs> nah, that's that jokes. But nah, she, <laughs> not really what I was trying to. I was seeing a place to stay. Yeah, <laughs> I need a place to stay when I get back. Nah, but um, yeah, she told me and I was just like, yeah, nah, you my girl. Why are you bugging? Like, we good, you know? And But I didn't, I guess I didn't realize what that was mm-hmm. because she was like, yeah, I'm a girl. All right, now this is how it's going to change. Like, I need you to be doing this and that. So she made you start buckling down and start. She was, man, she was she was a, definitely a force, man. She, she, um, I used to re- argue and stuff. And I'd be like, yo, you're not my mother. <laughs> I used to be like, you ain't my mother. You need to stop this nonsense you want. You ain't my mother. And now I got to go to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where. <laughs> but um, I, I tell you that, you know, I think about it now, it's just like her being there and and being grounded and, and mind you, she's grounded in God because she had a relationship with God way before I did or even knew about it. And her family are so close-knit and tight. Um, Like, the things that she would do and tell me um, were just the way we're supposed to be doing as a family. You know, like, she didn't see it as... I'm just gonna be a guy that she's gonna date for a couple or a year or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like she saw something else that I didn't see, and you know she saw that this is a man I'm gonna spend the rest of my life with, and I didn't know that, and you know, so I fought that all the way through the way she was acting. You know, did you ever break up along the way? No, we never broke up. Oh yeah, been a 16 year straight. Yeah, we never broke up. I think at one point we was, I, it was like you know we need to like separate or whatever, and she was like, nope, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, you then you're just going to be, gonna be, be my husband. <laughs> yeah, I guess, all right, well, you're just going to be mad every day. <laughs> and no, nah, she was, no, nah, that, that bringing up, yeah, 
not even like I mean, she would be mad and like not talk to me or mm-hmm. I wouldn't talk to her, but she would show up. Wow. And we weren't living together, but she would be at my wherever I stood at, she would be there every day. Like and that. even if she was mad at me and didn't talk to me, she would still come. Just just be like Just be mad in the living room. <laughs> 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 just be mad at me but be mad at me in front of me like that was it and then go back home yeah how was how was her family receptive of you so i didn't meet her father till probably like five six years Into after the relationship? we yeah like i didn't meet her father did he live in new york yeah yeah they all they, they live like right, <laughs> right, right like right down the block she, she wasn't bringing me but the funny thing is her mother knew me so i met her mother okay and the first time, actually, I met her mother, I was actually working, doing, like, um, I was role managing, like, a freestyle artist. Mm-hmm. And they had, like, a, a night gig. And at that time, I was, I was during the weekend, I would stay with my kids during the weekend. So I needed someone to watch my kids. So I told Susan, I'm like, I need you to stay and watch the kids while I go to work. And she's like, well, I'm, I can't stay in your house. You just have to come to my house I'm like alright as long as you cool with it so the first time I met her mother I'm dropping off my kids so, <laughs> so I'm dropping off kids so she can watch them <laughs> hi well, how are you I'm Tom yeah. and these are my two yeah. here you go I'll see you later <laughs> why didn't she want to go to your house she just didn't feel comfortable no I think it was just cause her she needed to be home like there wasn't something like her dad wasn't like rocking with and her dad I think was traveling at that time but like it wasn't like you can just spend the night out. Like you oh, needed to yeah. like be, be home. You need to tell them where she needed. Like so, most of the time, like when she stood over, she would tell them like she's with a friend or she had to do something for work. Yeah, like it was like one of those things, you know. So this is her early, you guys are early twenties, right? When y'all met? Um, I'm in my late twenties. She's in. A, she's like twenty one, and I'm like twenty six. Wow. So she knew at that young age, like this is. She was like, I'm going to mess with this crazy dude, whatever. Girl, her, fr- her best friend, who was my friend, too, was like, yo, you can't mess with that dude. That dude was crazy. He got it was a thrill, though, right? Probably. Probably. He's not crazy with me. Yeah. I was crazy, though. I was definitely. I, but I was, yeah. I, I, I need to ask her these questions because I'm just, like, thinking about it now. I'm like, yo, how do you even stay with me? Like, I was just. We don't get on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Word. Um, yeah, so we, man. So six years you meet Pops. What does Pops say when you first meet? Um, he was he's an old school Spanish man, so you know, it wasn't like we were buddy buddy. You just like, Hey, how you doing? All right, you know, like Take but care of my dog. Yeah, pretty much, you know. Stuff that I do now with my kids. You know, I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, I had that talk with my my daughter's uh boyfriend, I'm like, yo, as long as she's happy, I'm happy. When she's not happy, you're not going to be happy. <laughs> 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 Take that however you want it, but that's how it's going down. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I had that conversation, but he's just lucky I just found God because if it wasn't for that, <laughs> he probably would have got a smack right after that conversation. <laughs> he said, uh, go talk to that cab yeah. driver down there. Yeah. <laughs> to open Where, that square up. Yeah, no, nah, but um, now nah, he's, you know, he was good. You know, it just, he was, you know, older, older man that just, you know, you know, he has three daughters, cares for his kids. Is she the oldest or she's a baby? She's the middle. Oh, so she's a... Yeah, so it's the older one and then the younger one. And, yeah, I mean, he raised them well. He, they have, all of them have great careers and, you know, they're all When do you guys women. start doing, like, family Thanksgivings, family Christmases? Yeah, right after I, was, I met her dad, then it was just like, 
every okay um your holiday i'm there even when i didn't want to be there i'm there because <laughs> yeah. i wasn't used to like the that dynamic yeah, like grew up yeah i was just yeah yeah so i was i was like yo we're going where i'm like all right so we go and then what they they do and and which is great now you know i, I realize what it's just like pictures when everything mm-hmm. you know it's just like take pictures take pictures so I'm like, man, we gotta do more pictures. And Document like, the moments, man. Bro, this was next level. <laughs> I'm like, yo, y'all all got the same phone. Just one person take the picture and send the pictures around. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> nah it don't work like nah, that. Nah, nah, nah. Get the mangoes. <laughs> yeah, get the mangoes right. But um, yeah, it was. <clears throat> I mean, so it was a lot of years of that, and you know, but I'm still hanging out. I'm still partying. You know, how does not, she feel about that? Oh, she's like, yo, you need to stop, like. What are you doing? And it was um Was it calling you? Like why were you why were you just I just I, I just needed like this break. I, it, this break of like this monotony of doing the same thing over, like getting up in the morning, going to work. Like a hamster. Yo, it was just it drove me crazy. Mm-hmm. Drove me crazy and, and you know, just looking for something else to break that up and it was going to alcohol and then alcohol was just like uh and Alcohol was definitely part of it, but the the social part of it, of just being out there and being able to talk to people and doing all that stuff, was a big part of it too. Because I would go into any bar, it could be a country bar, or whatever, didn't matter what it was. It could be I would be in bars with 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 dudes that are worth million dollars or hood dudes in the bar. No matter where it was, I was there and I was able to talk with them. That had all this money from Wall Street to dudes that were just hustling on the block. So I was able to just hang out and drink mm-hmm. and talk and that was my nights. And And she was there in the morning. She was there for those She was there. She was there, after. yeah. And then uh um Hangover, excuse me. Oh man, she was just like Yeah. And up that, and yeah, yeah. And you know, then we uh we moved in together because at at one point she was still living with her parents, but when we moved in get moved in together she 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 knew the magnitude of it but she would leave but when we moved in together now she saw like she saw full first because now she's she's there yeah Yeah, so it's like if i'm hanging out and i'm not coming back home to the morning she's there you know like Mm -hmm. and then i would i would just tell her like no i'm just gonna hang out for a couple hours got some people from work or whatever and those couple of hours would be like till six, seven o'clock in the morning. Was it the weekends or every night? Oh man, it didn't matter what one day it was. I was go down any time. Yeah, whatever I felt, mm-hmm. it was time to go. It was it. And it's usually she knew. It got to the point where she knew when I was gonna go into that mode because she would. She saw the pattern. Okay. And she would try to fight it. She she would wait, and she's like, "I knew you're gonna text me, so I'll be at work." And I'm already, like, feeling this, like, man, I'm out tonight. Mm-hmm. But I'll be, like, lying to myself, like, no, no, I'm going to go home. <laughs> I'm going to go home. I'm going to go home. I'm going to She got food and over then, there. Yeah, and then it would just be, like, this text, like, oh, hey, babe, I'm um, just going to hang out with some coworkers. I'll be home in a little bit. Never happened. Mm-hmm. Never happened. And she knew it, and she knew when it was happening because she would start texting me early. Hey, how you feeling? What are you doing? Oh, okay. What's going on? Okay. No, 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 no. So, so that was like what she was doing all the time, and I was just like, "Why is she keep bothering me?" <laughs> I'm like, "What's she doing?" Like, but she she knew you. the she knew the pattern. She knew exactly. And she's what's still going. going to church now, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. still praying for you, all that stuff. Bro. Oh yeah, yeah, man. Praying. I mean that that was that was an ongoing thing. And I tell you, did she ever drag you to church? <clears throat> did she ever like come with me, please? Christmas. Um, so she always says come to church. She had took me to church. We started going to um, uh, one church, and I was just like, I don't even know why I'm here. Like this is crazy. This is not even like my mood, my mm-hmm. vibe. I'm not doing this. And then um, um, we switched churches, and the church we're at now, um, you know, she she literally was just like, yo, I need you to come. And I'm like, yo, I'm not, that's not what I'm doing. Like, I don't want to go. So, <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to go. Yeah. Let me go to the bathroom real fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the things that happened was, um, and, and this is how it gets it gets wild and crazy is because the closer I the closer I believe I was getting to God, the worse I was getting. Mm-hmm. You know, the closer I, I, I saw, like, all right, I'm going to be here, I'm going to be going, the worse. I mean, I would be out for nights. I'm like, yeah, I'm out hanging out. Then I started using, like, drugs and all that stuff. So drinking, doing cocaine and all that stuff. And that turned into, like, days of days of me partying, hanging out. But it was really, like, even the days that I st- I went to church with Susan because I was just like I don't want to fight with her. I just hung out for like two days straight. Mm-hmm. Sunday I'm gonna go to church with her so she could be happy, and that's how I started. So when I started, isn't that crazy? How you started? How the homies told you don't ever use drugs. Mm-hmm. Then at the end you start not yep. at the end but like now you start using. Yeah, and you were aware of like oh yeah, 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 yeah. But that was that was like the start of just like where I was like going down. Um, but it really put it in a place of just like you have to go through you have to go through these these depths of like darkness that at one point you're gonna have to scream out for help. Mm. You know? That's a good one. And 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 you know and I look back at it now, wherever the things I was in, yeah, I was I was in some dark places and I was really in some real like crazy situations. But God was just there, just making sure I was gonna get through it. Um, without even me knowing. But it wasn't until I went through all these experiences that I went through throughout my years to where I got to this final night of like my most vulnerable, my most like, what am I doing? Self, um, is when he he pushed it. He was just like, all right, now it's time for you to flip it. Now it's time for you to like come to me, you know, and and it, and he was laying these seeds down, like for my brother praying for me in the hospital, you know, when I got shot, you know, for me getting and and being with a woman. That there is no reason for her to be with me. No reason. No, no reason. reason. This would never. Happen. You know, no reason for her to be with me. For her to be in a, be, on um, where she was at. That she's gonna just stick with me through no matter what. To where I was just like a dirtbag, didn't care about anything, and she stood with me, to the point where we move in together, and. We're just still going through. I'm going through these things that I'm doing, and she's just taking it like a champ mad cursing me out mm-hmm. like ready to cut me mm-hmm. and all that 
but still praying for me, you know, to the point where I have my third child, my son, my little guy, to where she told me she was pregnant and I was on the couch hungover. And when she was like, "Hey, I'm pregnant," I was happy, but I was so hungover. All I had to, do, all I could do was give her a thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, I did, it. <laughs> you know, I did it. I was like, "All right," that was it. Like for her to go through that, for her to go through, um, these months pregnant with me still being outside, hanging out, for me hanging out, like arguing with her, wow. like me to a point where, at one point, like. We were fighting, whatever, and I was home, like, drunk, whatever, and I threw, like, a pot at her. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and she's pregnant. She's, like, seven months pregnant with my kid. Crazy for her to still be with me. Right. Right? For us to, like, have our child, God bless. Thank you, Father, for that because he is a gift that he gave us. And for that to happen... And for me to still be in a place where I'm still, like, full of joy, loving my son, but still not, you know, still not focus on what I need to focus on, and that's God's love. And, but through all that, God has given her the strength to show me grace. Through all that, I'm still, like, going back and forth, and then I go to church. I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm just going to go because I party last night. I need to go make it happy. I don't want to fight with this night. But then there's more encounters in the sense of, like, God is bringing real brothers around me, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm step- skeptical about it. I'm like, man, I don't know these dudes. I'm it's not weird, ch- right? Yo. I love you so yeah. much. Like, whoa, hey. <laughs> I'm like, yo, bro, I would, I would never talk to you. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Uh, like, yo, like, I'm not even doing that. But, like, to be in that time, to be able to go through all that and, and, and meet genuine men that care about you, and it goes back to what we talked about from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, if I had someone speaking life into me from a, a positive, how things would have been changed. But God m- made it so that I go through all these things. So now that I'm getting spoken to, in, a, in the presence with God where life is being spoken to me. Now I'm starting to understand all these things. And then I have this encounter. Right. There's a encounter of me doing the utmost. My wife is traveling. I'm by myself because my, my son's still baby is with the grandparents. And I'm by myself. And I'm just like, I ain't got nothing else to do. All right. So I'm trying to stay focused. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to a men's group, you know, while we kicking it. Great evening talking about god being able to say you know what god is doing on our lives how we should be living um in in christ and how the walk is and everything else and then i felt so good about that meeting i'm like you know what i'm gonna celebrate and have some whiskey (laughs) 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 i was like man god was so good he's He's so so good i'm gonna go have some whiskey now (laughs) and and that started and this was a thursday that started Two nights, Thursday night, all day Friday, Friday night to Saturday morning to where I was like, I had to go home. Mind you, Susan is, my wife is, at that time, still my girlfriend, live-in girlfriend, is traveling, and we were at the, you know, 
just to know the context of how our relationship was. I was sleeping on the couch and I was like ready to like leave, looking for a place or whatever, whatever. But she was still showing me grace. So fast forward to that Saturday morning when I get up, I'm like, what am I doing? I get in the shower and because I was able to hear other brothers talk about their vulnerability, hear other brothers understand what their walk is and how they got there and understanding that you don't have to have all these formats to talk with God. All you need to do is have it in your heart and ask for help. And bro, did I ask for help? I was in that shower. (laughs) I was crying. I never cried like that and cried and cried and cried and asked God for help. And I tell you that I felt this presence of like someone just grabbing me and holding me and holding me so tight that I started just, you know, you get that last cry and you're like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I was just so comforted at that moment. And then the first thing I did was reach out to one of the brothers. right? And I reached out to one of the brothers and I'm like, man, I'll let everyone down. And this brother was like, a word, I'm going to call you, calls me. He was like, where you at? I'm like in the crib. He was like, send me your address. Send me your address. In my crib. 20 minutes later, Both in my of, living room. Both of them. Yo, it was wild because I'm like, and you know what? We we all started a relationship there, but it wasn't to that point where this brother was going to come over. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I was just like, word, this brother's here. So I'm like in this emotional wreck place, like feeling like, man, I don't even know what's going on. He's talking with me. We're talking. We're praying. And then he gets off my living room couch. I'm like, where's this dude going? He goes open up my front door. Another brother comes in. And then I'm just like, yo, wait. Like, dudes are coming. He's like, nah, we put out a 911, bro. Bros are praying for you. The bat He's like, yo, bros are praying for you right now. I'm on the road, but I saw the signal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, nah. He's like, yo, bro, bros are praying for you right now, man. He's like, bros are coming. Bros are praying for you, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're going to talk this out. We're going to be here for you. We're going to work this thing out, you know? And um, that Sunday, church happened. I actually went and picked up my son and brought him to church. So it's myself, my son took him to to the kids ministry part i'm walking in there with my bible first side my my wife bought me a bible and i probably opened that twice and i'm walking in there with the bible i'm sitting down here the word i didn't even know where the word will happen in the word whatever because that wasn't that moment the moment i think it was the first time they did an altar call and you know asking whoever wants to you know pray just come up come up to the front you know um, and before that, that salvation prayer is just like if you believe in God, that you know, died on the cross and rose again, like you're saved, mm-hmm. you're good to go. So I'm like, I'm raising my hand. I'm like, yo, I'm here. I believe. I believe. And I went down and all the call and three brothers prayed on me. And you know, each time I went through that, the brothers prayed on me. I felt this like heaviness just lift mm. bro like really lift off my shoulders like just my head just like this whole and and by the time I went to and actually the pastor was the last one to pray over me and he gave me specific uh 
he asked me, be specific of what you want. And I was just like, I want to be a good man. I want to stop drinking. I want to stop using drugs. And I want to be a man of God. And he prayed over me. And I tell you that um, whatever was going on before then, whatever happened, that died. Mm-hmm. And this new person, this new spirit rose from there, bro. And I walked out of there with just this confidence, this like, man, it's really hard to explain it. But like this this piece of understanding that I'm good. Right. And I'm re- I'm good. I'm really good, and you know that was that was uh twenty. Was it twenty seventeen? Twenty seventeen, December twenty seventeen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, December twenty seventeen, and I have not had a drink. I don't even think about alcohol. I don't have I'm no sober at your wedding too. No sober, no al- no alcohol there. That was Susan's call. I was just like, yo, I know <coughs> some people want to drink. She's like, nah, we ain't doing that. That's not what we do. Yeah, and it's true. It was a good one. That yeah. food was good, too. Yeah. God, I, man, yeah. <laughs> I was mad I had to go. I was yeah. like, they ain't got to-go plates here. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't, and I know people go through and probably hear this like, man, you know, but everyone goes through their, their you know, their, um, their addiction situations um, differently and how they do it. But the main thing that's constant in that is what do you choose, mm-hmm. you know? And if you choose yourself, you're never going to beat that, right. you know? If you go and you choose God, you choose God as your Savior, that's the strength that you need when you're in the most weakness, right? And because of that, for me, how it happened, it was just like immediately mm-hmm. I was freed. Immediately I was delivered from that. Because I don't have those, like, cravings or, like, man, I need to drink or that. I don't even, that's not even in my, you know, in my space right now. And it's amazing how God uses uses the ones that have been through something. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like when you reach out, because Tom reaches out to a lot, of the, a lot of the guys that we have out here, he reaches out. I feel like you relate because you've literally been there. Yeah. You could literally tell someone, no, I was there. Because most of all the disciples, they all were flawed men. Mm-hmm. And it was like the flawed, not even flawed, the ones that have had a story can reach out to more people. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, and it's that's that's totally, I agree with you 100%, because um, a lot of the men that I reach out to now, um, I've probably 99% of the time went through it or, or definitely went through it. You it. know, when it goes through, you know, addictions, you go through lust, you go through marriage issues, you go through, you know, the single time when you're alone, your thoughts, where you're going through, like, I, man, I've been through all that. And, you know, and I just thank God just for, just for the opportunity that he's um, given me, you know, and just being able to say that, you know, without him, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here without him. I wouldn't even have the understanding, the strength to even, even like to be on this podcast talking. Like, man, I'm not doing that. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. You know, and and just to be able to say, no, no, no. Like, you know, God saved me. Like, you know, Jesus pushed me through that valley I was in, in a, in in a time when it was His time, not our time. You know what I'm saying? And that's the other thing too. Like, we have to like really understand like. It, it doesn't happen on our time, and, and sometimes we try to push things fast forward and do things, but God doesn't work like that. He, he's, 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 he's the man that created time, you know? Mm-hmm. He doesn't 
he doesn't work on our time, and and, so, and we could get frustrated in that. But when he when he does, and 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 he does the things that that he does in in our lives, it's it's really for us. And the two way relationship we have with him is to be um um ready and be vulnerable for and obedient to receive it. And the start is that first step is to choose him. Yeah. Choose him. That first step. Choose him. And once you do that, then he's gonna bring the people around you. He's gonna he's he he's gonna bring uh the strangers that you don't even know give right. you something that you're gonna hear and you're gonna be like, Wow, it all makes sense now. The clarity, the the conviction and all that and then the Holy Spirit that's in you because that's what exactly what he leaves is your comforter, you know, your teacher and everything that you do and Holy Spirit moves in you. Because it's always weird when you're around a whole bunch of group of men and then someone starts being vulnerable and you're like, okay, this is, it's yeah. a safe, a safe place. When we went up to the Poconos, sometimes you could feel that people are just like, they're waiting, waiting and then boom, yeah. boom, yeah. boom, boom. Like, all right, this is a safe place. And, and, and that was, I mean, I, I wanted to reference that earlier in, in, in the talk, but that was like one of the biggest uh, parts when I talk about where God brings, you know, people around you. And, and, and I just want to like say, brother, like, when we were there that first night, I was just like, man, this is crazy. I don't even know what I'm doing here. Watching, you know? watching, watching. <laughs> YouTube fan watching, videos. Yeah, I'm just like, man, this is not. But by that second night when we all started really, you know, getting comfortable and talking and everything else, God's presence was in the building. He was there. And then when we started praying for each other, and then when I got moved into the middle and I felt, you know, 23, um, 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 23 great men their hands on me praying mm -hmm. and then for you to pour into me and 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 for you to to speak life into me that means that that meant so much to me and only god was able to do that because only god was able to move within each vessel that was able to receive that and and i I'm, i thank god that you were there i thank god that he brought you in my life i thank god that you was with me at that moment when i needed to hear what i needed to hear to allow me to continue to move forward where i was at and 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 i, I appreciate you brother like uh, really, i appreciate man. you man we're all we're all just vessels man yeah absolutely we're all just vessels for each other absolutely because we both got engaged at the same time yeah you're like, yeah. I was like, you getting one? Me too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's 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 wild. I'm like, when I'm is, so after you get so after so you change your life completely. Tom, he serves at the church. Tom, uh, he's out there. He's he's out there um, helping the people. When did you know? Like, all right, I want to make Susan my wife. Oh, that was immediate, man. I was just like, yo, I. It, or were you always planning on doing that? No, no, no. Oh, it okay. was there was no wedding or none of that, and I don't think she was ever going to marry me if I didn't change. You know, so she loved me. She loved me a lot, but I mean, she was like, "Yo, if I need to go, I I, I need to go." Oh, so, okay. I mean, I, we're at the end of our relationship in a sense of like, you know, something drastic needed to change, like a miracle, miracle, because like, like literally, we're just not, we're just roommates at one point, and it was like, she was just giving me time to figure out where I was gonna go, and as soon as I got saved, um, probably. Right after the Poconos and she was back and, you know, we talked and everything else. The grace that she showed me mm. during that time. And just so you know, like before I got saved, I was still coming home, drunk, hungover, 
early in the morning or anything else. And at one point, she was just not fighting with me. So remember I told you my my father used to let my mother in after her drunken craziness and then say, I'm glad you're home and just rest. Susan started doing that to me. Oh. And I tell you how that put me in a totally different place because I was always ready to fight with her. Like that excuse to be like, all right, I'm going back out or that excuse to that. Right. When she started saying, I'm glad you're home. I'm praying for you. I'm glad you're home. Just rest. That put in a totally different level. And, and, and the hurt that I was I was feeling was because of what I was doing to her. Um, so just fast forward now. Now we're like, I'm in a space where, man, God is, is number one in my life. And, and my relationship with him is just going to grow and everything else. I go and I'm just like, what am I doing? Like, we need this union. <laughs> This coming has to go happen. <laughs> and then, like, one of the weeks that I, I was, like, in my mind t- thinking about that, like, Pastor was talking about, you know, <laughs> this covenant of, of marriage and what is important on the God and everything else. I was just like, yo, we need to go to City Hall, like, right now, <laughs> you know? And Susan just, like, started laughing. was just like, yo, I don't believe you even, like, talk. I'm like, listen, we are living in sin. <laughs> We're living in sin. <laughs> <laughs> we cannot live like this. We need to go get married right now. <laughs> and, um, yeah, but, you know, it, 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 was, it was a realization of, like, what, what God does in, in your life and how he – you know, it's, it's first thing is the transformation and, and being able to, to transform is the first part is you have to receive. And when you receive, the transformation starts. And then when that transformation starts, now you start applying that transformation and start acting on it. So I went through that, that seasons, those seasons probably pretty quick for, you know, a lot of people um, would say because sometimes that takes longer than others and everyone's walk is different. But I went through that transformation and applying it and then you know i'm hearing all these things i'm like oh no no we need to we, we can't live like this we need to get married and you know then we started talking we talked to pastor and then we had um um, um pastor allen um give us premarital counseling which is amazing we'll be able to do that um even though we we thought we knew each other like mm. being able to speak through some of the things actually made me realize oh man we have a lot to go yeah, i'm doing that now you know so even after 15 years there was a lot more to unpack because now we're in we're 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 on two different um um, um places now, right? Because now I'm I'm receiving and I'm understanding. I'm more conscious of what the, my words mean mm-hmm. and how I'm speaking. And you know I don't say things that that are, that are hurtful or anything else because you can't. You know like right. you know that's you know that's the word like whatever comes out of your mouth, you know is is coming from your heart, and whatever's coming out of your mouth can damn you kill you you yeah, know yeah, yeah. Life and, and yeah so it's it's real and 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 that that was one of the things where it's just being able to go through that and and hear some of the things that she would talk about and me understanding and be like oh okay now i understand this so that helped and you know we 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 had the date already picked and everything else and we just you know we just wanted she wanted a, a wedding she didn't want a big one but we wanted to plan it right and do all that stuff so um, the she's surprised with the engagement. She didn't know that. She didn't know. She didn't know I was getting a ring because she wasn't really like. She's like, we don't need a gauge ring or anything like that. So, um, thank God for her sister who who actually helped me and because I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I didn't know. Maybe these, she talked to me on that. <laughs> these four C's or whatever. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this bling is shining. We good. <laughs> So she helped me out with that, and uh, yeah, we went to Central Park, and you know, I, I made up some, you know 
some crappy like hey we need to just go and check out the Central Park where we're gonna get married at and just bring some people there. And uh I was nervous though. I was nervous. I was like so I'm there and we're walking around and I'm trying to find the right spot to actually pop the question and then, you know, like I I turn around because someone was talking with her, and then I turn around, and I'm trying to get the ring out of my, my jacket pocket, and it's stuck in there, bro. <laughs> and I'm fumbling around, <laughs> and I'm like, she's going to be like, yo, what this man doing? And I'm fumbling around trying to get it out. And then, like, I got it out, and when I got it out, like, she she just finished having a conversation. She turned around, and then I got on my knee, and that was painful because I'm like, yo, I need to <laughs> stretch these, a little bit more. Are yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to stretch a little bit more. But I got on one knee and you know I just uh, need to be my wife and and uh, you know she was she was emotional and it was great and uh, she said yes even you know thank God so we were yeah we we're on our way man and uh, yeah it was just amazing and the biggest part about it is just like I see my son you know and him being around and be able to see all these moments. Seeing yeah. praying and stuff Same like that. Praying. I mean, he's, he's, yeah. he used to be scared of everybody. Nah, he's not nah, scared of nobody. No, nah. he used to scream all the time. Yeah, and uh, you know, yeah. I mean, he prays, and he. I mean, I tell him, "Hey, uh, Jared, his his knee is hurting. Go pray for him. He'll go and lay hands on you quick. <laughs> he don't he don't play. Don't waste no time. No time. He doesn't look around. He just he goes right to it. Eyes closed, hands out. <laughs> <laughs> so. It was just amazing to be able to see that, you know, and, 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 and know that it's because of my choice, my decision that I said, no, no, I need I, I need to choose God. I need God in my life, and, and God met me there where I needed him the most. And because of that, it changed generations to go, you know. All right, we got the last part. These are called the which way. This is, not, this is called the one man the, the questions on the hill. We call these the hill questions. I'm going to ask you these questions. First thing you can think of, you pop it out. Got it? Got it. So you can. it takes however long it takes you to answer. You can take the time to answer. The final question might take a while. All right, here we go. Um, who's your favorite person in the Bible? Saul, Paul. St. Paul. Why Paul? Um, Paul was, uh, he immediately was going through crucifying all these, uh, Christians on his walk. But at one point God needed him and he immediately spoke to him on the road to Damascus and he couldn't see immediately for when God sent and spoke to him, um, and sent uh, I forgot uh, the dude's name, um, and sent him over to tell him like those scales fell off his eyes and he was able to see exactly what his um, assignment was. was. Yeah. Favorite scripture? Uh, Proverbs. Proverbs twenty seven seventeen. Iron sharp as iron. Oh, that's a good one. When's the last time you had a nightmare? Oof. Um. No nightmares, uh, probably a couple of years ago. What was that? Um, it was definitely in one of my hangover stages or whatever, drinking, just, yeah, just probably like drinking myself to death or something like that. Uh, have you ever had a panic attack? 
Um, I think I have. Um, probably back in. Uh, <laughs> I think I have. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, you know, when you 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 going through those things, is, you don't yeah. know what it is. But I think it was like, uh, um, it was definitely in my younger years of like dealing with some stuff, and like I knew I I was like like freaking out for some stuff, and yeah. Do you believe in soulmates? Soulmates. Um, I believe God connects us to the right people yes okay uh what do you think happens when we die man that's a question right so um i think we right now um in our worldly life is need to know that we need to follow jesus and live righteously um but that that door is narrow. Yeah. So I would say is you just have to stay uh, obedient, devoted to Christ, and live as he lived um, so that when that time comes, you're in the good grace. All right. This next question is a serious question, mm-hmm. right? So this question is called, who are you? Right? I'm going to say, who are you? And you're going to say your name, and then you're going to keep going. So the whole goal is to go beyond of who you are. Mm. Does that make sense? Um, I got it. So you say, who are you? And I'll answer the question. All right. Who are you? Jared Waters. Keep going. Who are you? Two-time wrestling champ. Who are you? Stand-up comedian. Who are you? Man of faith. Got it? Yeah. So the goal is to go there until until you go beyond yourself, and then we'll find a stopping point. Oh, wow. You ready? Yeah. Try to give nobody no time to think. So the first thing that comes to your head, and then you just keep going. Who are you? Tom Rivera. Who are you? Father. Who are you? Good father. Who are you? Uh, Brother. Who are you? Man of faith. Who are you? Man who was in sin and now in faith. Who are you? Devoted husband. Who are you? Man, these are some questions. <laughs> <laughs> the whole goal is to like expand. So when we do this again, when you do Who Are You, it'll be a whole lot faster. Yeah. But it's just like you see how you just went around. Yeah. That's good. Cool. Some people stop at three. Really? Yeah. Some people can't even finish a question. After you ask them what their name is, I don't know, a chef? Yeah, yeah no, it's... You it's did what? Usually people stop around three. You did like seven. Yeah, it's really uh it's really something that you should be thinking about. Like who are you? Like who are you? And, and and what? You know. Like I think that's the the other question is like what is your purpose, right? Yeah. You can go that route. You know, and that's you know, who you are is basically what is your purpose, you know, and being able to deal with that. So those are deep questions, bro. <laughs> I thought this was a simple podcast. <laughs> Well, uh, that was the podcast. How you feel? Good? Oh, great, man. I really appreciate it. Good. Thank you for joining. Uh, this is One Man and One Trail. Follow Tom on, are you on Twitter? I'm no? on. He's on Instagram. In- Instagram. Instagram. Shout out your Instagram. Tom.Rivera, PRV2717. So Proverbs2717. <laughs> that's a long one. Yeah, it's long. Sorry. Well, yeah, man. now we know what his favorite scripture is. So that's why it yeah. flows into his yeah. Instagram. And yeah. If you see him, if you ever come to church, see him. You'll see Tom. He'll be there to help you out. Absolutely. All right, folks. Take it easy. All right.